Extra Daily Planet Extra. So begins the end. For dark time. I've never seen a being as strong. Maybe one. He's back. The man of screen. I spent a lot of time trying to divide us. I made a promise to him on his grave. I need to bring us together. There are enemies coming from far away. They serve an old power. This world is divided. No protectors here. No lanterns. No Kryptonium. It will fall in his name. I have turned the worlds to dust. All of existence shall be mine. I have a second chance. I am not going to waste it. He said the age of heroes would never come again. Fighting the devil and his army. You know, I don't care how many demons he's fought and how many hells. He's never fought us united. It's time to stand. Fight. now. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 36 of Man of Screen Extra. I am your host, Mike, Z- Mike Zumo, and uh, I didn't forget my name, I just forgot what episode number we were on. <laughs> and... Uh, this is a, uh, maybe it's a treat for you, maybe it's not, I don't know. I know we're about a month late, but, you know, life and stuff and computer problems and stuff like that. I'll be discussing Zack Snyder's Justice League, which, if you've seen my Facebook recently, I've said some unkind things about Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> and I am not alone, if you just heard that chuckle in the background, I have Scott McGregor with me. Dragged out of retirement for, for this interesting movie we'll call it interesting right now and then embellish on that later <laughs> but hi everyone yep scott mcgregor uh was my troy blickler voice you may remember me from such podcast as weekly heroics no can't do uh <laughs> troy mcgregor at all so sorry they're the late great uh shit now i can't even remember his name um, well, don't worry, no, that- no, nobody is coming to uh this <laughs> podcast for greatness Oh yeah, you know, hey, we're, we're gonna have a great com- uh, great discussion about this tonight, and some important things that need to be said uh, for you Snyder heads. I think this is an intervention, guys. If the Snyder heads make it th- make it through, I might yeah. have death threats by the time this thing is over. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I've been trying to keep the peace online. I've been just like, hey, you know what? 
you guys watch this movie and enjoy it, and we'll go watch these movies and enjoy it, and we won't kill each other. That'd be awesome. So I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah we don't have to kill anybody anymore. COVID's doing it for us. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, you just I'll go to your your own favorite movies and, and get the pandemic. Right. So. <laughs> so we didn't have to watch this in a, a pandemic-filled theater. So that was kind of nice. I, I do like the option of. Of, especially HBO Max and, and some of the, the theater movies that are going to be dropped over the next couple months. So, so COVID silver linings there, I guess. Yes. Uh, before we get into a discussion, I just want to address a piece of feedback I received from my last extra episode. It's from uh, Dave McElvenny, who is uh, my uh, prolific uh, feedback uh, person. He, uh, this My last extra episode was the Christmas episode, which I discussed Die Hard 2. Dave just wanted to write in to tell me that he... Uh, has never seen Die Hard 2. Pardon me, I have nothing to say. So, thank you, Dave. <laughs> thank you for the feedback, Dave. Yeah, hey. A for effort, man. <laughs> Dave always, uh, usually the afternoon that my, one of my episodes drops, Dave's email shows up sometime by the next afternoon. I used to get some feedback on some of my shows, but then I invited everybody that gave me feedback onto my shows and they eventually became part of my shows and then they stopped emailing me. <laughs> well, yeah, because once, once they've talked to you... Uh... <laughs> exactly. But So don't fall into that trap, man. <laughs> nah. Honestly, I, I, I do a solo show just because a lot of times I don't feel like going through the hassle of uh, organizing schedules. If I ever come back, that's, that's how I'm going to start and then we'll, we'll filter in guests after, you know, we see if I have the motivation to keep it up more than three episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I have some ideas. There are plans formulating uh, well, that, in the lab. That's good. Yeah. It's interesting that you have a lab. Well, you know, it's actually my bathroom, but I do keep a couple of vials of interesting solutions in there, but you can edit that out if you want. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're getting I'm loopy. nervous, guys. I haven't done this in a while. Was like, we're getting loopy already, and we haven't even started. So, uh, all right, before we do get started, let's take a quick podcast promo break, and uh, we'll come back with Zack Snyder's Justice League. Hang around, folks. Coming soon from the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Working together, we saved the planet. And I believe that if we stayed together as a team, we would be a force that could truly work for the ideals of peace and justice. Every episode. My name is Jean. I'm a Martian. Every adventure. <sighs> okay. You guys are so slow. Every hero. Whatever you think you're doing, if you present a threat to the world, the Justice League will take you down. Cindy and Chris Franklin bring you JLU, JLU cast. cast. Whatever the future holds. We'll make those choices ourselves. Don't say you don't love me. I'll never say that. Covering the complete animated run of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. And the adventure continues. There's strength in numbers. What? Like a bunch of super friends? More like a Justice League. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. Richard Richard Pryor? Yes, it's Superman 3 Movie Minute. On Superman 3 Movie Minute, we'll be examining Richard Lester's 1983 film, Five Minutes at a Time. This time around, we don't just have Superman. We have evil Superman, Lana Lang, a scary robot lady, and yes... 
Richard Pryor. Coming soon to the Fire and Water Podcast Network. All right, welcome back, folks. So, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, give you some uh, background information real quick. The, the, the uh, let's call it the specs of the movie. Uh, official uh, release date was March eighteenth, twenty twenty one, on HBO Max. The runtime was a very concise four hours and two minutes. And when I say concise, I mean not at all. Yeah. Directed uh, could by have been Zach worse Snyder. though. Uh, what was that? Know, with Zach, it could have you could have thrown another ten minutes of slow mo there. <laughs> One thing I want to say before we get into this, there's a lot of talk about the Zack Snyder cut. This is not the Snyder cut. DVD extras. Yeah, if it's, it's you know this would not have been released in the theaters like this. This probably would have been maybe two hours, forty five minutes, maybe three hours. Yeah. I mean they gave it wasn't B versus S like almost three and a half or something, or it was at least three. Well, the ultimate edition that they released was three hours and that was yeah. that was in, that was what it needed. The yeah. uh, theatrical release was does run a little disjointedly. Yeah. Because they cut out that half hour. But, you know, the problem is if you're hired to do a two-hour, 45-minute movie, yeah, try maybe. to do a two-hour, 45-minute movie. Right. Well, yeah, maybe it's well, just not Zach's medium, and he, he needs the whole, you know, the whole shebang. It's also not his money. Well, yeah, that helps, when he makes too. the When he takes the, uh, you know, all this talk about studio interference. I mean, yeah, you want to leave your employees to do their job but you know at the same time it's their money but yeah i mean it's i was talking to tina about this it's like when i you know I, I they're literally i used to write some radio commercials way back in the day now like 20 years ago and produce them and voice some of them and they're literally like still using some of my commercials because right. apparently i was the last creative person to live in watertown new york which is flattering um but <laughs> You know, it's like the comic creators, you know, that don't get all the nice little checks from these billion dollar movies now, you know, for their creations. It's like once you work for someone, it's their shit. It's yeah, their, their property to do with as they will, you know, unless you're George Lucas and then you can mess with your own stuff. And um, I think people forget what that is. That's his own money. Yeah. He could do whatever. Well, not yeah. anymore. I mean, Before he sold to Disney. George Lucas could make 18 different special edition cuts if he wanted to take the time. You know, he has that much cash on hand. So, <laughs> I mean, it was impressive that, like, Disney, or not Disney, but HBO and Warner Brothers ponied up the cash for this. Because, I mean, I always kind of thought the, the you know, the restore the Snyder Cut thing, for one, I'll admit I thought it would never happen in a million years. I didn't, I stuff. didn't either. I mean, I was just like flabbergasted. Like, I thought it was the onion when I first read it was going to actually go. And I'm just like, whoa, okay. I did not see that coming. Um, but, you know, they put up a significant amount of coins, so they must have, they, you know, studios don't do things unless they're going to make a return on it, or at least <laughs> theoretically. Um, you know, most of their DC movies haven't made the return they've, they've really wanted. Um, but, yeah, I you got to kind of give... Props to Snyder for and his fans for getting it done, whether it's a good thing or not. Um, well, but you were giving a, history, and I completely hijacked your podcast. Right, so that's go. fine. I mean, it's a it's a good thing for those who wanted it. You know, yeah. I don't begrudge anyone in enjoying it, and there are things about it that I liked. Yeah, me too. And, I mean, and there are things about it that I didn't like. It was and, a curiosity. It's not like I wasn't going to check it out, you know. So and, they got me there. Whether you liked the first one or not, or you like Zack Snyder or not, 
everyone was going to watch this thing because right. it was just kind of unprecedented. So, so as far as watching this, uh, how did you watch this? Uh, I said me and my girlfriend watched, it, and she saw the first the Whedon cut, <laughs> whatever, uh, with me, um, and probably watched it a second time with me. I actually seen the Whedon cut like three times, believe it or not. And so we just, you know, we watched it the day it started, and I think we we basically did it in like hour long chunks, so over a couple of days, so um, which is the best way to do this, really. Um, right. And uh, and it, uh, yeah, I mean, and it worked for me doing it that way. Don't do it the way I did it. No, I did it all go, in one night. Oh God, man, no. Well, there was a reason. It was <laughs> I had the time on the on that Thursday night. Mm-hmm. And since March, uh, things have been starting to open up here in New York a little bit. So high school sports are going on again, and I'm working a lot into the night. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of looking at my upcoming work schedule and kind of said to myself, if I didn't, if I didn't finish it that night, when was I going to get back to it? I just knew there wasn't enough coffee in the world I had to get me through that all four hours at once. <laughs> so, but hey, you're a good soldier. I, I think the best way to consume this is. Kind of. Other as, than not at all, you mean? Or aside from not, aside from not at all. But if you're going to consume it, yeah. the uh, best way to do so is kind of as if you treat it as a, a limited series. Yeah. And yeah. the uh, fought, the uh, movie itself makes it very easy to do that with its seven parts. Yeah, I mean. Because if you, if you watch each part, it kind of does feel like an episode. Yeah, and that's if they ever let Zack Snyder make anything again, they should make him do it this way. Even though the length has some problems too, but um, I think, as we just said a little while ago, I don't think he can fit into the the tiny theater box anymore. He just wants to make long, pretentious stuff. So let him if you're going to keep paying him to do it. You know, uh, just do it right at least. Yeah, you know, he, need, do, he needs the runtime. Yeah, I think so. I mean, and every <laughs> and he's also doomed because anything he directs from now on. His fans are going to be like, there's got to be more, you know. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, there's always going to be a release the Snyder Cut from now until the end of movie time. Uh, so thanks for that, Snyder fans. Um, well, to be honest, Snyder has never really been able to uh, tell any of his movies in uh, the theatrically mandated time. Uh, no, I mean, he, he did all right with some of his, like, 300 and stuff, basically, because he, when he has to rip something right off the, well, Watchmen was long, but it had to be, but I mean, when he has to rip something right off the comic page, he does better, you know, he, right, yeah. he has the guidelines there, he he doesn't try to cram 18 different plots into one movie, right. uh, which no, is important. Um, <laughs> even, even Watchmen had three different director's cuts. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, uh, which I've actually watched, like, all of those, too, I think. I've album. watched the regular director's cut. I haven't watched the one that has the Tales of the Black Freighter. Yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Merged, was, merged into it. Yeah, it was a nice little addition. But. So, so yeah, I so I sat and watched the whole thing straight through, and I don't think I could have done that if I hadn't seen the Whedon version. Yeah. Because for all the talk of this is a different movie and all that, it's it's not. The plot is the same, but yeah, essentially, with you know, just so I can't. You kind of know where it's going. With dark I mean, side watching. Yeah, you get, I got the about two hours. I don't even think uh, the heroes that have been to Commissioner Gordon yet, or maybe they just got there. And uh, it was a while. Like yeah. Two hours in, I'm like, nothing has happened. Yeah, the plot has not moved. Two hours no. of just gathering the troops. Like, oh. and then it, I think the back half, you know, moved a little bit better. 
Yeah, and it, that that format had its good points and bad points. I, I did enjoy a little more. I love character interaction because it helps you care about the characters. And there wasn't that much. I honestly thought that some of the things they cut from the Whedon one they shouldn't have, and some of the things they, you know, didn't cut they probably should have. Well, he wasn't gonna. He he said he wasn't gonna use any. Uh... Yeah, I think he's lying because there's there's got to be something. You know, it's not that different of a movie. So there's Whedon stuff in there. I hate to break it to the fans, but that's not how movies work. He didn't just come up with four hours of new crap out of you know. No, <laughs> I don't buy that one. But well, yeah. Or you mean there were things that in here that I was surprised, line bits of dialogue that I was surprised to see. Yeah. Like I thought for sure the Flash describing himself as a, a snack hole. Yeah. I thought for sure that was a Whedon line. I, I don't know who to attribute the slow motion hot dogs to. That's got to. That, that could that's go either be, way. That, that's got to be Snyder. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, flying phallus shaped objects. Yeah, that has uh, Zack Snyder written all over it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, yeah, you know, and take you a know, team of psychiatrists to figure that one out. Um, and uh, you know, uh, there is one person who posted a a comics panel of uh, it's an old uh, Flash comic of Barry Allen seeing hot dogs flying in. Oh, I saw over. that too because that's you know, I, I got you know what? It. Nobody stared at that panel for two minutes and two seconds. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you know, it's a static picture, so you really can't do the innuendo quite as well as 3d video graphics. Um, but yeah, that's funny. Cause I mean, that's one of those things that if you like, they did a man of steel, even, you know, when Superman killed, uh, and some of us were a little upset about that. You know, you always had somebody coming out of the woodwork being like, Oh, Superman's killed before, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean we want to see him do that. We don't necessarily just because the flash, Hank Pym beat up his wife once in the comics, but I don't want to see that on the screen. No. <laughs> you <know>? Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, you pick your battles here, I think. And I, I just think the slow motion hot dog was not a great choice. But I think a lot of the slow motion was uh, not a great choice. Before I watched this one, I watched uh, the previous DCU movies. Yeah. And there was a hell of a lot of slow-mo in, in Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. So, too much. I don't know, is Patty Jenkins to blame, or is that Zack Snyder influence? He was still kind of a producer on that one, right. I think. So, I mean, I, I, he had to have his fingers in there somewhere. You can um, cut out a half hour of this movie just by uh, putting every time Diana moves in uh, regular motion. You really could. I, I've got, you don't need slow motion every time she turns her head. No, and and larger point to me, and I, I thought this about the first one even, um, which had less slow-mo, but enough, um, and that this always bugged me because, I mean, I know it's Zach's thing, you know, him and freaking J.J. Abrams lens flares should, you know, get married. Um, wouldn't that be a movie? That would, like, even so if you didn't have epilepsy, you'd have a seizure. Um, but the slow-mo in a Justice League movie, you have to do it for the Flash, you know, if that's how you're going to portray his powers, which is right, how we that's, that's how you portray Flash time. So if you do it with everyone else, too, everyone just looks like the Flash. And I just could never get that choice. It's like it kind of takes away from you have to kind of have hero specific special effects in a hero movie, you know, so people remember that. Oh, that's Wonder Woman's lasso spinning around, you know, in super slow mo. So what does she have super speed now? I don't know. I don't actually read comics. I just go to this movie because my kids wanted to. Right. You know, I mean, so 
I, I never understood that choice, and it's infinitely worse in in the Snyder Cut. Although it's mostly this is the other thing that stuck in my head about the the big slow mo. Any other director would do a montage there. There would actually be multiple images that we were seeing when you're play, you know you decide you need to play this slow emo song that perfectly describes the hero you're showing to us in four minutes of slow motion. I think any other director would have just would have like maybe because sh- montages work, man. People right. freaking love montages, you know. And but you're showing different scenes, you know. You show you could, you could have shown Flash saving Iris and maybe then their first date and first kiss or whatever, or you know him saving her from Mirror Master, you know, whatever. Not from Gardner <laughs> um, Fox <clears throat> or whatever. I, I I'm not that up on my 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 Flash stuff. But. Well, Gardner Gard, well Gardner Fox was on the truck that hit the hot dogs. Oh, okay. okay. Which is a nod to Gardner Fox, who created Justice, the Justice League. Ah, okay. Well, this is why this is the guy with the podcast, kids. You should listen to him. Yeah, that um, one I spotted. Yeah, nice. Uh, we did watch a couple of like Easter egg videos and stuff. We do that now, um, and I, I don't remember that one. But uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I just I, I don't think Zach understands the value of a montage, and he just wants to. Well, Zach doesn't understand sh- the value of moderation. He's showing us a photograph. I mean, it's just like a, it's a 3D photograph and he just wants to swing the camera all around everything and make you look at every little detail and every little hot dog and how close it is to Iris. And, and just, I, I don't understand. I mean, we, I, I have video games for that. You know, I just, right. I just, I don't like. Maybe I'm just um, get off my own lawn, old fashioned movie guy, and I like this. I like I don't really like the virtual camera thing. Well, it was the whole. It wasn't just that, even though that's kind of the the thing everybody points to. But it was the whole sequence. Yeah, truck driver dropping the dropping the cheeseburger, the onion. Yeah, it was everything. Well, that's kind of. I mean, they're doing you know the the quicksilver stuff in the X Men movies were very humorous like that and so i mean i can see why he went with that but um and that but they do it for every hero's little song montage there and again it takes away from the whole super speed thing for me and and just just no just for one thing too much i thought we had too much slow-mo before we even saw the flash yeah that's what i'm saying i was complaining in my head about the slow-mo when wonder woman was fighting the terrorist in part yeah yeah i it's just yeah Speaking of Wonder Woman and the terrorist, did she god kill her that guy into the through the wall? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, she I, just it was one of the bonuses to the Snyder cuz we can see Diana chopping people up. I didn't but, remember how she resolved that in the Whedon version. I didn't go back to look. But I don't remember her braceleting the guy through into oblivion. No, I mean, no, I don't think she she like you saw anybody like literally, you know, or splat against the wall. I don't think we saw that in the, the Whedon cut at all. Um, yeah, but I got exactly what you're saying about the slow-mo and that. It's like when she's doing the uh, – yeah, it's cool to – well, I mean, then they sped it up a little, so it was an all-slow-motion bullets, and it's like, okay, we get it. She's deflecting the bullets because nobody knows that Wonder Woman does that in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just – no, one thing I wanted to bring up, the whole Whedon controversy about Ray Fisher – Saying what a lousy person he is, which everyone's apparently, you know, kind of. I'm pretty sure ninety percent of the people him. in Hollywood are lousy people. Well, yeah, but you know, if if you're gonna get called out 
we Whedon's getting dogpiled on, you know, lately, and he's well, you know, he's that, done that's how that's much. how it starts. Yeah, yeah, always. Um, but I mean, one thing I said, Gal Gadot had, had finally come out and said some things about him, you know, and and get you know everyone's getting Ray Fisher's back now, which is cool. But um, she had said something like she didn't like that that Whedon's version, you know, seemed out of touch with Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman movie, and that Whedon made her more aggressive than she was in the Wonder Woman movie. And I'm thinking it's like, she's chopping people in half and crap. And that, that was she complained about it. I, I know she didn't want, uh, as a political face first into her tits. Yeah, that was, that was an obvious bad choice by Joss. I mean, what the hell? Well, he was this from what, like some of what I've read from Ray Fisher and others, it's like, he, he, he got the nod for justice league and he decided to make like the age of Ultron revenge movie or something like he was so bummed about people not loving age of Ultron, which doesn't surprise me that he would have an ego like that. Yeah. Um, but then he just, cause I mean that same gag was in age of Ultron with Hulk and, you know, Natasha, Bruce and Natasha, I should say. Hulk yeah. And I kind of took issue with that when justice league came out. Yeah. Okay, 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 you know, not that I'm defending anybody. Right. But, but why is it okay in one place and not and, and not okay in the other? Right. Yeah, I mean, well, I always was kind of creeped by it, you know, it's just a cheap cheap gag. It's the like cheap, a, the cheap it's a cheap laugh. It's the cheapest. I mean, it's like in a Porky's movie you would expect that to, you know, happen, but not in a superhero movie. And I mean, uh, one thing I did notice. A lot of female gazes, a lot of male gazes gone. Yeah. A lot of shots up Wonder Woman's skirt are gone. Yeah, and that was, yeah, I noticed that too. And, and that was, because I definitely noticed it happening when we first saw the Whedon Cotton. I'm just. But but we did have flying wieners. <laughs> yeah, so six of one. Well, I think, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think Zach might lean towards the homoerotic a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. The evidence is there. <laughs> I mean, his, his last version had a, had a glass full of urine, so. Yeah. So, the man has strange uh, sensibilities. Yeah, you know, hey, well, not, he's married. If she's cool with it, then good for her. But yeah. whatever. All right, so let's blow through this thing kind of a part at a time. Mm-hmm. So part one was don't count on it, Batman. So in a recap of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, Superman's death cry at the hands of Doomsday awakens three boxes that were left on the three boxes that were left on Earth. One is in the apartment of Victor Stone, the other in Themyscira, and the third in Atlantis. Bruce Wayne tries to recruit Arthur Curry to fight at his side in a desolate village, but he refuses. So let me get this straight. You do dress like a bat. Like, a, like an actual bat. Worked for 20 years in Gotham. Oh, that shithole. If the fight comes, we'll need you. Don't count on the Batman. Why not? Because I don't like you coming here, digging into my business, getting into my life. I want to be left alone. That way you do this? Hey, I help these people out here in the middle of nowhere? I've read the stories. Your good deeds you think no one sees? You'll join us. Strong man as strong as alone. You ever heard that? You ever hear of Superman? He died fighting next to me. My point exactly. You believe we were stronger together. We owe it to him. I don't know anyone, anything. Dressed like a bat. You're out of your mind, Bruce Wayne. Wonder Woman battles terrorists in London while Lois Lane makes her daily pilgrimage to Heroes Park near the broken Superman monument. 
Steppenwolf comes for the Awakened Mother box on Themyscira, and after a brief battle that sees the box's resting place fall into the sea and result in many dead Amazons, Steppenwolf takes the box and vanishes. He's gone back to his universe. No. He's gone to the lands of men. Find the other two boxes. We have to light the ancient warning fire. Fire has not burned for 5,000 years. Men won't know what it means. Men won't. She will. So that's part one. That's... You know, a it was pretty good a, first episode. It was. It was a good start. I mean, they and um, I I like the new Steppenwolf a lot. Thought the design was pretty cool. Um, and it seemed like I don't remember like the difference between. I like that they that they cut out. I mean, the first Batman scene with um, you know the uh, Parademon and and the whole notion. I'm I'm really glad he cut out the whole notion of of them being, you know, eating fear or whatever, yeah. and that's how he got to beat Steppenwolf at the end. Yeah. Um, I would have so liked I to thought, have seen an opening action sequence, though, of something. I would have liked to... The only thing I thought Whedon tried to do right, at least, um, was the first Superman scene, the the infamous mustache Superman scene, you know, where he had to try to slip in, because he had to try to... I, I don't envy Whedon's you know, no, he, he Whedon was in an in awful doomed, spot. Yeah, he's doomed either way. I mean, yeah, because um, the certain population was just not gonna like it just because he was on there. You know, the the diehards. But um, I thought that I've had no one of my biggest complaints about, especially like B versus S and and like Justice League, is the unearned assumptions. You know, of like superman's value to the world right yeah you never really got to see it and, no, they and, just told you they just told you that it did and at least whedon's first scene tried to show us hey here's superman actually in colors and being superman and kids love him like i go from <laughs> when you go from man of steel to batman v superman it's it's yeah. like going from chapter one to chapter three Exactly. It's like going from Man of Steel to, you know, Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Dark Knight Returns, which right, is like what you, they, need, you need to see Superman one more in another movie. Yeah. Before, now, the perfect thing they could have let Zack Snyder do if they really wanted him to, you know, apparently they wanted him to control the whole creative flow of the DC movie universe at one point, And then he made Batman versus Superman. Um but the best thing they could have done is told him to make a Man of Steel 2 after Man of Steel 1, told him to make a new damn Batman movie with someone, maybe younger, and maybe a couple movies in the middle and a Wonder Woman movie, and then we have maybe a Justice League movie, and then maybe we have Dark Knight Returns, and then bring in Ben Affleck and a little grayer. Well, you know, I, think the mista- I think the mistake, the initial mistake was putting Batman at the end of his career? Yeah, completely. He should be about the same age as... That doesn't Superman. leave your franchise much shelf life. No. And that's I mean, what astounds me about done, the... You could have done two Superman movies. Yeah. And you, you could have done the same Batman v Superman story with a young Batman. Sure. That's or, just starting out and is very angry. Yeah. Just yeah. because he doesn't... He has enough trauma going in to be yeah. as angry as as... Batman was at the start of Batman v Superman. Because 
there's enough of that in the comics. I mean, wasn't one of the um, the Burn Man of Steel in that run right after Death of Superman and everything? Um, like it was even issue two where he met Batman. You know? Yeah, it was the 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 eighty six series. Yeah. Yeah, and then he came to Gotham to arrest Batman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and wasn't Batman like he was already like kind of aware and planning for crap too because he's Batman, you know? Well, that so was I mean, kind of before that. Okay, I didn't remember. I thought Although maybe he, he like already kinda, had Kryptonite at the ready or something. No, not at that point. But he had uh, he had told Superman that there was a bomb somewhere that would go off right. if something happened to him. That's right. Yeah, and then we find out that he had <laughs> he was gonna blow himself up. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. to call super the, but, but yeah, there was nothing else. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then they had an adventure, and uh, that was that. If you look at Batman v Superman, Lex Luthor goes to his doomsday plot, the plot you go to when everything else failed. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just where do you go from there? Like that's you know, not that's not what you start out with. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, well, one question at least everybody with had, Justice League, you know, the, he didn't try to stuff too much in the movie that because it was already there he just added to it you know added time to it but um the one thing about about the whedon's version is that it never really did feel like it fit with what came before this does yeah but in kind of the worst ways i i because i you know after b versus s i mean i like they either need to go a completely different direction with this or this franchise is doomed because it just i don't know i i don't I still cannot bring myself to believe that there's enough people that want to see this dark ass version of everything. I don't to think sustain there, it. But. I don't think there is, and I still believe that Justice League was going to bomb regardless. Yeah, because you know the common average John Q. public moviegoer doesn't know all this crap. No, I have more on that later. There's just too much. Too much for for being a longer movie. They they unfortunately don't help out the non comic fans right. much. He's not. I mean, I mean the the typical moviegoer isn't following the ins and outs of production, and no. you know most of them still go, oh, is this coming out? Oh, by this guy who did the last one we didn't like. Yeah. By Justice League, Zack Snyder's name was Poison. No matter what movie was put out. Yeah. I mean, Batman v Superman week two dropped like a fucking stone. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that was your indictment numbers. against against what Snyder did right there. Yeah, so there was no way, even without the drama, the Justice League was doing well with his name on it. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, man, but be, I I know I even tried to watch the extended version. I got I, they had the freaking bat elevator scene again, and I couldn't do it. I was that was it. <laughs> and look, thought maybe would they would have trimmed that one out, but um, I don't know, man. I just yeah, the DC movies with like the exception of. I watched Wonder Woman a second time because I really enjoyed that. Uh, I actually enjoyed Whedon's Justice League enough, you know, big, dumb fun to watch that a couple times. Yeah. But nothing's inspired me to want to go see it a lot of times. Like, I've seen Avengers, like, probably ten times since it came out. And it's it's because I can enjoy it that much every time. But I just, I can't get on board with the, the Darkverse, man. It's... I see what he's trying to go for. He's trying to be all arty and stuff, and that's cool. I, I'm total. When he first did, when it first dropped that he was going to do Man of Steel, I was like, you know, okay, he's going to do like a grittier Superman. Well, that's cool as long as you still keep Superman stuff, you know. Um, 
but yeah, we know how that all turned out. <laughs> and and then for Batman v Superman, he doubled down on the criticisms. Yeah. He doubled down on everything that wasn't liked about Man of Steel. That's it. He seems just like have this this spiteful streak to him about you know the heroes he's handling. And he's like, mm, you don't like my version. You you want the versions that have gone on for fifty years and not mine? Well, yeah. Um. So I don't know. I we way off the rails, but I liked the first episode too. I, I was very hopeful at that point. Was, yeah, at that at that point, and Snyder can shoot a battle. Yeah, you know, yeah, no you doubt. Know. I mean, it, it, well, like I said, depending on your your mileage with his particular styles, which well, mine yeah, is a little it, the slow mo will the slow mo will get to you, but yeah, I mean the Amazon battle will forget it. Slow mo all over. Yeah, with the, with the ham with the hammer and the holding up above the big of the blast doors and and the lassos with the horses. It's like, oh my yeah, God. yeah, just too much. But yeah, a little bit goes a long way. Uh, <laughs> He just still needs to learn that lesson. He seems to be getting worse. <laughs> yeah, so. One thing we know after three movies, Henry Cavill sure can't scream. Yeah, yeah. And it, it wakes up mother boxes all yes, over the place. It's all his fault. Th- that scream could have been cut by a couple minutes, too, even. Yeah, that was, that was far too long. It, You know, he could have done that in half the time just to, uh, we got the point. Yeah, you would get it. His scream and is setting up. The it things, answers yeah. the question that everybody asked from the Whedon version. Right. Yeah. Why now? Yeah. Now we know why now. Yeah. I think they did mention it like briefly in in the Whedon version about like, oh, this is happening because Superman's dead, basically. Yeah. I think that was in there. Um, but yeah, Again, drove... somebody, somebody says it and you don't actually yeah. show yeah. it. Yeah. Let's go into part two. The Age of Heroes. And I was kind of surprised to see Steppenwolf go to a power plant in Russia. But apparently, uh, Whedon just kind of ad- adapted the Russia location, but fortunately, no sign of that Russian family. Right? Yeah, that was totally snapped. Which I don't know. You know. So Steppenwolf goes to a power plant in Russia, where he inserts the mother box into a pillar and contacts the side. Decide, decide. I call to thee. Steppenwolf, have you begun the conquest? This world is divided. They are a primitive species, unevolved and at war with one another, too separate to be one. Their free will must be ripped from them, like the other worlds, given absolution in one glorious belief, to serve him. The Mother Boxes. I have found one of the three, the one that woke and called to me. The other two still sleep, but the parademons feel their presence. They fly, they search, they take prisoners who carry the scent, while I build a stronghold in the name of his glory. Yes. Mighty Steppenwolf. Who might have sat here by the side of the Great One, but undone by his self-pride. Desired, I fall before you. Let me make a plea to him that I may come home after I take this world in his name. You betrayed him. Your own family. I saw my mistake. 
I slaughtered those who sought his throne. You still owe the Great One 50,000 more worlds. He will hear your plea when you pay your debt. The mother boxes will be found and united. No protectors here. No lanterns. No Kryptonium. This world will fall. Like all the others. For Darkseid. For Darkseid. Telling him that humans are divided and ready to fall. Meanwhile, Diana receives a warning from the Amazons and travels to the temple where the fire was lit. Answering into the temple, she uh, looks at the pictographs and there's all about the uh, three mother boxes and the feet of Darkseid thousands of years ago. Volko reports to Arthur that the Atlantean guards have gone missing and the mother box is unprotected. King, who would be mad? Son of a human father and queen of the seas. All the time I wasted trying to keep the promise I made to your mother. Are you finished, old man? You never sleep in the same place twice. Yet, you keep coming back here. I like it. It's quiet. It's your inheritance. You're the rightful king of Atlantis. Our people suffer. Your people. A brutal, petty, superstitious race. Is the surface any different? Nobody calls me king of the surface. What do you want, Volko? Guards near the stronghold have been disappearing. Snatchers from above. Talk to King Orm. Your brother. Half-brother. He's trying to fan the flames of war with the surface. He lies. The Snatchers have come from the dark place. They're looking for it. The mother box our people guard is not safe. Go to the stronghold of Atlantis. Protect the box. The time has come. Take up your mother's trident. You can't turn your back on the world forever, Arthur. Well, Diana goes to Bruce to tell him what she has learned. From what I've learned, there are things from another universe. They serve a dark power. An old power. What do they want? To invade. To conquer. They came here once before. Long ago. A great armada appeared in the sky laying waste to all who opposed it. The leader of the invaders was a being called Darkseid, a name cursed and feared in every universe. Darkseid was met in battle by Earth's defenders, the old gods, men, Atlanteans before their descent into the sea, Amazons before their betrayal and enslavement, and guardians from the stars. Their histories had taught them not to trust each other, not to hope for an alliance, to fight apart. As Darkseid waged war on Earth, he found a secret there, a power hidden in the infinity of space. He called forth mystics who worshipped and controlled three objects, the Mother Boxes. Wait, wait, wait. Mother Boxes? 
indestructible living machines. Made from a science so advanced, it looks like sorcery. To conquer, three boxes have to synchronize and join together into the Unity. The Unity cleanses a planet with fire, transforming it into a copy of the enemy's world. All who live become servants of Darkseid, alive but drained of life. Parademons. But before the Unity could synchronize, the defenders of Earth attacked and fought as one. Amazons alongside Atlanteans, Zeus and his son Ares alongside the Guardians from the Sky. A golden age of heroes fighting together to defend life on Earth. They did what no world had ever done, sent the enemies back into the stars. The three mother boxes never synchronized. The unity never came to pass. But in their retreat, the boxes were left behind on Earth. They grew weak, dogs without masters, falling asleep, awaiting their return. Fading from the view of the enemy, anonymous among a trillion worlds. Something woke the box my people guard. It called out to the dark place, to one of Darkseid's conquerors. The enemy is here. He's here, where is he? He'll be searching for the other two boxes, hiding until he has all three, until he's ready. We have to be ready. You, me, the others. They said the Age of Heroes would never come again. Oh, well, it has to. The others. Where are they? And and that a, a really ineffective Greenland. <laughs> yeah, he was not very effective. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> at least his ring knew not to choose dark side, so I'll give him that. <laughs> yeah, it did look at him though. And yeah, after the battle, yeah, the I don't think so, big guy. Yeah, <laughs> the, the mother boxes were hidden. One box was given to the dwarves. The other one to the elf. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> well. King Arthur had one of them or something. In different, in different <laughs> locations. I also kind of thought the unity was kind of a, a Whedon thing, but I guess it isn't. Yeah. All right, so that's part two. Not as not as strong as part one. Yeah, they explain about the uh, anti-life equation in, in that whole montage too, don't they? Or no? Or is that later? Uh. Or when does when does or does I he think, only discover it after? Well, after he gets Steppenwolf on the, discovers it later. Uh, he okay. has like a fever dream or something. Uh, okay, I need to talk about two of the stupider things in this movie though that happened in this chapter. What's that? Um, one of them is I thought the the Russian family should have been capped. I mean, I actually it showed the heroes saving people, <laughs> which was especially Superman in a way. Zack Snyder has no interest in regular. I know, people. but I mean that's what that was totally like. And that's the kind of the point he misses. Both Man of Steel and it is like Superman really doesn't care about anyone but Lois. That's that's pretty much what it comes down to with him. Um, so I don't know. I just thought it would have been nice. To finally show Superman saving some people, but 
Well, I guess it was the Flash that saved him in the first one, but he he was on it too, though, wasn't he? Well, he, he uh, did he the Flash the saved Flash? saved the family, and uh, Superman one up them by carrying uh, a building off to the side. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I, I admit I got a chuckle out of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they could have kept one or two of the lighter things. Whedon does do accidentally do comedy. One of the things that I wish they kept, this is in part four. I'll say it for part four. But yeah, you know, I think well, the other thing I, I needed to bring up now, I guess, even though Steppenwolf probably finds it later, but the whole anti-life equation thing, I have to get off my chair. And why, how does Darkseid forget... <laughs> Yeah, that's where that, that's the my life equation too. is. He forgot where, that's like where his it was. Most important. That's his one ring. How do you? Well, I guess Sauron lost the well, one. Well, Sauron ring. lost the one ring but too. So, it's a bad example. But it's he's got technology and stuff. These dark lords Someone had to lose their shit. Should have wrote down some coordinates somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> All the worlds he's conquered. I know. One planet hands him his lunch. Exactly. And he forgets which planet yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. So you would think Darkseid be stewing about that. Gotten distracted by Amazon cleavage or something. I don't know. <laughs> or, or something. He, he's too busy checking out uh, Granny's orphanage. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> All right. Finally, uh, that kind of perplexed me. Finally too. got that. This is the planet. Uh, yeah. Plot. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you on that one. I was like, what? Darkseid doesn't forget these things. I mean, I, how hard is it just to really like, yeah, it's on Earth. We got to go get it now. You know, it, who doesn't? It just sounds dumb. <laughs> even even without the equation, <laughs> the fact that Darkseid forgot the one planet that defeated him. Yeah, it's like you yeah, know, yeah. And people are talking about, well, post-traumatic stress and whatnot. Darkseid does not get fucking PTSD. No. <laughs> Darkseid goes home and he gets pissed and he plots his revenge. And even if he did, man, the, the spaceships, we don't have a GPS in, on Apocalypse that records where your car was last time it drove somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, Come on, guys. I know this is a... Yeah, I don't know. You got the Snyder fans telling you this is deep intelligence. You're just not smart enough to get this. I'm like, no. Yes, I am. And I don't get it still. So bye. (laughs) God, you're getting me worked up. We haven't even gotten to Superman. I know. Was he in this movie? Because I think he was in the weed and cut a lot more. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He was. He was in the beginning of the weed and cut. I did. In new footage. I think he was. And a lot more. I don't know. I just well, well, the weed code is also a lot shorter. Yeah. So we're talking percentages. Yeah. I, he might have had that similar screen time in both versions, but this one is so much longer. Yeah. I just I seem to remember him saying more in the weed cut. I don't know. The, oh yeah, he didn't. He didn't say much. No. Uh, I, I, that's one of the things I thought they should have. Some of this banter between him and and even the the flash race thing, man, it was great. Why wouldn't you put that in the movie? I don't know. <laughs> Because people people like that. <laughs> I guess. And uh, I did like seeing Volko again. Yeah. Oh, you, you know. Although I kind of wish they'd have been a little con- consistent with uh, the two between the two movies. Oh, yeah. He's not supposed to be able to be on land or something, apparently. And they all have their man guns in uh, the Aquaman movie. Oh, yeah. Well, I think they should have dressed him up like the character from the lighthouse anyway. But Honestly, when I saw Dil- Willem Dafoe's name in the credits, I forgot who he played for him. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, he's in yeah. this. 
well, you know, Aquaman was had some pretty pretty things going on, but not a lot of the plot stuck in my head either. <laughs> well, we see Aquaman for the first time in part one, where Batman tries to recruit him. That scene is a little different, but Aquaman got two introductions in this movie. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, yeah, and the weird. Uh, Skin and the song that they sang him as he was departing was a little weird. And and the sniffing of his cl- and the sniffing of his clothes. Yeah, yeah. Which you, which have to smell like rotten fish. You would think, yeah. Uh, which I I guess that was I kind of liked it when I it first happened. It was actually Honeywell that kind of made me well, think it was creepy and you know, but it's it was you know it, it goes it goes in with at least you know you know Snyder's big pretentious idea for these is to show these you know it's a story of greek gods and blah 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 which is really good to do not if what, you're which is not what we're here for no well you know it obvious it's it's one of those things that's yeah no crap sherlock it's like comic books are today's mythology yeah we get that that's like joseph campbell said that 60 freaking years ago you know or whatever <laughs> lots of people stanley said it a hundred times a day. Um, we, we get it. There, there are Greek gods, but it's like, just stop hammering us over the head with the hammer of Thor that you can't use. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can definitely see if this movie went to the, went to the theaters, that would have been cut out. Oh yeah. I mean, because you know, it adds, it adds nothing. <laughs> you know, this, this is like, I kind of compare this more to that extended three hour cut of Superman, the movie that one was released a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I had the three hours and I want to watch the movie, I'll pop that one in. And I enjoy that, but I can see why a lot of that stuff was cut. Yeah. Well, I mean, none of it. That's the whole kind of concept behind a director's cut anyway. It's like, here's the stuff we didn't really need, but enjoy, you know. Yeah. Um, and, in this, and in this format, you can, you can do yeah. that. So I think we're done with, we're done with part yeah. two, right? Oh. Dark Side uh, got, got his ass kicked, forgot where, and, and... And guilted his minion into finding it again. Yeah. So here's part three, beloved mother, beloved son. So this this is not this is not about Superman and Martha. Why did you say that name? Oh okay. So, oh yeah. So uh, Bruce uh, and Diana seek to form a team of metahumans to protect the Earth in Superman's absence, and and Bruce goes to find uh, Barry Allen. Barry Allen, Bruce Wayne. You said that like it explains why there's a total stranger in my place, sitting in the dark in my second favorite chair. Tell me about this. This is a person who looks exactly like me, but who is definitely not me. Somebody, I don't know, hippie, long hair, very attractive Jewish boy. He drinks milk. I don't drink milk. I know you have abilities. I just don't know what they are. My special skills include uh, viola, uh, web design, fluent in sign language, gorilla sign language. Silica-based, sand quartz fabric. Abrasion resistant, heat resistant. Uh, yeah, I do competitive ice dancing. It's what they use on the space shuttle to prevent it from burning up on re-entry. I do very competitive ice dancing. Look, man, I don't know who you are, but whoever you're looking for, it's not me. <laughs>
That feels like an oversimplification. I'm putting together a team. People with special abilities. You see, I believe enemies are coming. Stop right there. I'm in. You are? Just like that. Yeah, I... I need friends. Wait. Wait. Can I keep this? It's like this layer of dimensional reality, and it seems to manipulate space-time. I call it the speed force. It caused me to burn a tremendous amount of calories, so I am just a black hole of snacks. I am a snack hole. How many people are on this special fight team? Three, including you. Three? Against, against what? I'll tell you on the plane. Plane? What are your superpowers again? I'm rich. Well, Prince locates Victor Stone. Why are you looking for me, Diana? You know who I am. I know more than you can possibly imagine. Then maybe you already know I need your help. The world does. Fuck the world. You've obviously been through a great deal. I can't begin to imagine what. But whatever happened to you, you have gifts now. Gifts? What part of this looks like a gift to you? We need you, Victor. And maybe you need us. I don't need anyone. Not anymore. I told myself the same for a long time. I lost someone I loved once. I shut myself off from... from everyone. But I had to learn to open back up again. The truth is, I'm still working on it. And if you ask to meet me, you're working on it too. reflects on how his mother was killed in a car crash and how his father used the mother box to create a machine body form and turn him into a cyborg. Steppenwolf attacks an Atlantean outpost to retrieve the mother box, forcing Curry into action. He saves Mira. Falco told me you would come. The firstborn of beloved Queen Atlanta. Wait! Please. I knew her. Uh, next one of us. My parents died in the wars. She took me in. What a saint. You dare speak of Queen Atlanta that way? Your queen left me on my father's doorstep and never gave me another thought. Your mother left you to save your life. You cannot imagine how it hurt her. What it cost her. She'll not a defenseless child now. It would have been her responsibility to follow that monster to the surface and stop him. Now, it's yours.
Gotham Police Detective Crispus Allen, which I thought was a nice Easter egg. Who is that? For those of you who've read the, uh, what was it called? The Gotham Gotham Central comic? Uh, Crispus Allen was Renee Montoya's partner. Oh, okay. Reports to Commissioner Jim Gordon, which just proves that J.K. Simmons is good at everything he does. Yeah, he was a good Gordon. Now, eight people have gone missing from Metropolis, and an artist drawing indicates that it may have been Batman. Victor returns to the apartment and finds his father missing. So this is the third episode. I call them episodes. I think this works best as a TV limited series than it does a movie. So I think we've talked about, uh, I mean, Bruce recru- recruiting the Flash was pretty much as it was in the Whedon version, I think. Yeah, pretty close. I mean, because it, it wasn't a huge scene anyway. I mean, and then they still left in the I'm rich line, which it worked, you know. It's, yeah. it's funny. But it, if that wasn't a Whedon line, I'd be surprised. I, I think that just feels like yeah, something I thought, I thought that was. Would, I thought that was a Whedon yeah. bit, too. But, you know, I guess we just have to take Snyder at his word that he didn't use any uh, Whedon stuff. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and if it's true that he hasn't seen the Whedon version... <laughs> How how would he have Whedon? Well, Flash? yeah, no, no, not buying that one at all. Sorry, you don't even attempt to do some. The studio wouldn't let him do, you know, no, <laughs> no, liar, liar, pants on fire, Mister Schneider, I call. So. Well, be that as it may, I think. Uh, I mean, if anything was better in this one, by far, was definitely the Victor Stone stuff. Yes, and I, I did like the way they kind of did the virtual Victor Stone stuff. Yeah, uh, it was, was weird. See, was seeing Ray Fisher kind of walk through. Yeah, them. yeah, it was, I don't know, it was... They did it a little too much. It was, yeah, I mean, it worked, though. It just, it was a little off-putting for me for some reason. I don't know why I didn't really... What's really off-putting is in the end when you see like, him as Cyborg standing in front of the family with his father, him and his... All right, yeah, maybe that's that looks the one off-putting that, yeah, kind of freaked that's the one that looks uh, a little off point. <laughs> yeah. So, so watching this version, you could definitely see why uh, Ray Fisher had some grievances. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as as we said earlier, I mean, once you do your work as an actor or director or whatever, you know, and when it's in the studio's hands, you don't really get to, you, you know, normally don't really get to say much like, hey, why didn't you use that scene? They're just because, right. because whatever, because we're the boss. We didn't want to. Um, but obviously, yeah, I could see where he'd be miffed, even if he doesn't have. I'm not defending like Whedon, but I mean, again, it's like once you work for someone, you don't really have that much cause to gripe, unless you're being treated really badly on set, like he apparently was. But you don't really have a gripe about what, you know, oh, I didn't get a big enough part, you know, because that's. Well, Whedon had to hack this thing down to two hours. Right. Too. Yeah. I mean, he got a bigger part because Snyder had four hours. Because a lot of the same stuff probably would have been cut, uh, or, or at the very least trimmed down. Yeah. Although I thought another. I mean, a lot of this stuff could have been done in much more concise fashion. Yeah. But well, but there was, you know, being that he had all the time he wanted, there was really no reason to cut it any of it down. But little things he cut though is the, the humanizing stuff. That's what I don't get. Whether we wrote it or not, like the janitor there, the maintenance guy, you know, giving his condolences to. I don't think he did that in this one, did he? Didn't even like say his condolences to. I don't know. The Victor's father? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. There's a disconnect with Snyder and human emotions. That's that's sort of the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, it's just, you, I don't know. I don't know why you don't, wouldn't want to at least make your human characters like feel. Like, you don't human. feel anything. <laughs> no. But that's, that's why it doesn't work for me, because you're supposed to. <laughs> Movies without being invested in some of the characters is just, like, 
I don't even know. It's like watching a, a YouTube video that someone shot of something really going on that you're not that interested in. I, you know, he he's just he's more plot driven than character driven. But he he doesn't take the the character bits to where they need to go. Uh, like he makes the Flash creepy. Yeah, I mean, even worse. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, before he rescued Iris, while the hot dogs are flying through the air, he's stroking her cheek and she is unaware yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. I, I had this debate online with someone and they were just like, oh, she was looking at him, too. Like, yeah, but she wasn't. She can't the, perceive him. He's moving she too She wasn't fast. molesting him in the speed force. <laughs> she was looking she at him. She is not aware of him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't make them understand that. <laughs> She's moving uh, too fast for him to perceive. I, I don't expect the guy I was talking to gets a lot of dates. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, as I said before, though, I mean, if you if you cut down that scene just a little bit, maybe take out a hot dog or two, um, and then maybe show a couple other things like them talking after and him going on and a date or something. We don't and see her in any other scene. I mean, he should have, like, rushed out and grabbed a puppy and given it to her or something. That would have been yeah, even yeah. better. But this is the only scene we see her in. Yeah, that's it. I mean, just like, we don't... I, if we didn't know this was Iris, right. who the hell is yeah, that? Yeah, I because mean, Zach sets it up like, this is an important moment in his life. You know, this is... And, and, if you're just ran, random-ass moviegoer... Exactly, yeah. You have no idea who this they, is. That's, they've done too much, and... and I I hate lots of useless exposition, but there's sometimes you have to have exposition. <laughs> like, does he know this person? You know, you can't expect your audience to know who everyone is. Yeah, I mean, even the stuff with his father. I mean, they explicitly say that you, you know you're in prison. I'm, you know, trying to get you out of prison because you didn't kill my mother. Um, but unless you're listening to every word, you're not going to catch that either. And you're just like, oh, Barry's father's in prison. Okay. But at least the movie gave it to yeah, you. Yeah. Whether or not you're paying attention is on yeah. you. Well, I mean, I guess they're counting on, you know, when they finally get around to making that flash movie in the year 2025 or something, um, that uh, presumably that same actress is going to be Iris. And then you're going to go, Oh, I, I saw her in the Snyder cut. Yeah. But there's going to be a new, uh, Henry Allen. <laughs> yeah. That stinks, man. Cause, uh, because, uh, apparently, uh, and so, and some of the, the delay was COVID. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not, it's not all Warner brothers fucker. Yeah. I would hope not. Cause I mean, if, if they've ever had a, a good actor under their belt, it's, it's Billy Crudup. So, yeah, he's, so, he's the guy with he, the, cause I, 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 I heard they're supposed to start filming that soon. I guess. I mean, yeah. I, I still I to, actually I, would. I, 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 if you had asked me before any of these, I would have bet that I would have bet that a Flash movie would, you know, not have come out about as much as I'd bet that the Snyder Cut would never come out because that thing has had some issues. But I mean, oh, we'll get into this as like the continuity discussion I want to have. But I mean, uh, I think it's good that they're. This is the best movie they could still make and, and make a clean slate if they still want to do the continuity thing. So I heard something that said the Flash movie is going to kind of give you an indication of what the future is going to be. Yeah, well, they'd be stupid not to if they're not going to. So I think they're going to use that movie to re to realign the. Yeah, movie. if they're not going to go ahead with 
whatever whatever that means. Yeah. And I did, I mentioned that I think the Flash movie is starting. I I would look that up, but I'm kind of afraid this computer will go haywire <laughs> if I uh, if I open a web browser. So look it up. Yeah. Look it up on your own. So uh, so I did like how the cyborg origin was done. It, you know, probably could have been a little shorter, but there it is. It, 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 it's a cyborg primer. It gives you everything you need to know about cyborg because that's a character that few people know. I'm uh I'm actually uh to give uh, Zach uh, congratulations on showing restraint in that um compared to I don't know if you've watched the Doom Patrol at all. Yes, I have. And the, there's, there's no restraint on that. No, show. did you see the Cyborg Origin episode of that though? They're just like just you know spurting it's blood brutal. and yeah, yeah it's nasty. And that that's something I would have expected from Zach. Maybe big accident violence, but and a note on know, back. on his on. His father, who's played by Joe Morton. Mm-hmm. Joe Morton has not... I don't think Joe Morton has played anything other than a, an eccentric scientist right. since 1991. He, he, he was the brother from another planet, though, first. I think that was actually his, his first movie, his brother from another planet, and I have to look that up. <laughs> and anything I've seen him in since Terminator 2, he's been a scientist. No, I think... All right, so the, yeah, that was just... the, the Aquaman fight, that's pretty much... Most of, mostly the same as what we saw in the other. Mm-hmm. What's, what's going on with the mirror accent, though? Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> that, that that had to be Zach yeah. because she doesn't she doesn't and have it in uh, in Aquaman. Really, two movies now with her with some kind of American-ish accent. We're just gonna go full Star Wars bad guy British on this one, I guess. So yeah. That, again, no no communication between Aquaman and. Uh, James Wan and Zack Snyder. <laughs> Must be like Kyle I Princess think James Leia. Wan was very happy to do his own thing. Yeah. So Kyle Princess Leia occasionally had a British accent <laughs> in the first Star Wars movie. <laughs> the, the the scene with uh, Christmas Allen and Commissioner Gordon is largely the same. Mm-hmm. And then Vic shows up and finds his dad missing. Oh, uh, did you catch the uh, Easter egg in uh, On the Star Lab staff? Uh, no, I don't think so. Ryan Choi? Uh, who's that in? The, the Atom. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did read that. I, the uh, successor to Ray Palmer. Yeah, yeah. I only only know my old school Adam. So, and even older school, the guy that was not actually small, the Justice Society Adam. I don't remember his name. No, yeah, that, that guy wasn't small. Yeah. That was what Al Pratt, I believe. Oh, and one thing I want to mention that that little spider thing that Steppenwolf uses to interrogate people mm-hmm. that kind of made me think of Starro a little bit. Oh, hey, yeah, a little bit. And speaking of Starro, how awesome oh, is it that he's showing up in the Suicide Squad film? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I may have to eat my words on I that. I can't believe it. I was like, when I saw that I, trailer, I was just like... I said there's no way the audience is uh, going to accept a giant telepathic no, starfish. If anyone can make it work, it's James Gunn, crazy bastard. And so. We're going to get a telepathic starfish. Yeah. And that trailer looks batshit crazy, and I'm there for I'm, it. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, that's what I want to see from DC movies. Not always that. Not always that crazy, but occasionally. Shazam was almost too crazy and silly for me, although it was a good movie. And I'm actually yeah. looking forward to Black Adam more than I thought it was. Off point, we'll do this at the end of the yeah. show. Yeah, Haley likes, uh, really likes Shazam. One, one complaint I'm having, I think they need to back off the, R, the R-rated movies. I mean, there's a place for it. They, they want to do it all. I mean, I just... I don't... There is. They want to do their crap on, you know, Marvel's doing it. They're going to do some R-rated stuff on Hulu. They've got HBO Max. Just go for it. Why not, you know? 
apparently, you know, it doesn't all have to be Snyder R-rated stuff. Let some other no, directors but, but get in there. If you're going to make a billion dollars, if you want to make a billion dollars, an R-rated movie's not going to do it. No, but I mean, if it's got to be a different set of rules, really, if you're just going to go mostly streaming for a while. I mean, I as I, this article I just posted that, you know, it's like a lot of people watched. Well, one thing I read was a lot of people started watching Snyder's Justice League and didn't finish it. <laughs> so, I mean, that doesn't. Well, go figure. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, they may a month down the road. Who knows? I mean, streaming as messed. And, you know, from being in the media for years, I'm sure that, you know, how the general uh, audience participation reporting rating systems is like kind of ridiculous and, and not really all that accurate. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It's, and uh, I don't know. Not, it doesn't. Although I'm sure now it's easier to see what everybody's watching with uh, oh, through converter boxes and all yeah, that. I mean, I'm it's sure got to be simple as hell. I mean, I've got what each box is watching. Yeah, I mean, I go to my but, account on Netflix, I can see everything I've watched for the last two years, I think, or whatever. Yeah, and don't and don't think Netflix doesn't know that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean, but, they can and, market pretty well, I would think. Uh, but what you know, what they can't really gauge. and th- and this is something Honeywell talked about, and I agree with him mm-hmm. when he did his media masochist. I don't know how this makes money. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's in the world of these gigantic conglomerates. I mean, it's it doesn't really matter if it loses money, I think. Like Warner Brothers is is like Disney. It's so huge that it's like, oh, if HBO Max loses a million dollar or a billion dollars this year, then who knows? Yeah, but they still want they still want HBO Max to be solvent. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, well, as I said, if it's under this huge banner, I mean, Warner Brothers owns all kinds of things. It's not just movies, and I don't know what their list is. I mean, but they're you know highly divested. I guess is is the the term maybe. But I mean, well, I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what the metrics are, but you know. But I mean, it's got to be like Disney. Like they they probably lost. I mean, they kept. Agents of Shield going longer than its ratings probably deserved, and it's just yeah. But I can understand how Agents of Shield makes money with uh, advertising rates and right, right, and stuff, and stuff like I mean, that. That's why I think it's it's. I mean, streaming services are going to have to come up with some better metric. You know, obviously they're not going to. I guess I could alter their subscription price depending on how many people are watching what, but I don't think a lot of people are going to go for that. <laughs> and well, uh, I, I want. But it's got to be hard. I mean, to what gauge. happened like with they, streaming? It's got to be hard to gauge. We had X number of new subscribers because of the Snyder cut, you know. Right. And yeah, how I, do you gauge that? I mean, and there has to be a critical mass with streaming services. Yeah. At what point it's are close. there no more subscribers out there? Right. Well, I mean, there's already. You know, it's like when you one of those department stores that uh, keeps pushing its credit card on you. Yeah. When do you get to the point where everybody has the credit card already? Right. You know. It's the same thing here. You only shop at so many stores in my life. But right. yeah, like I mean, there's several streaming services out there that I'd love to have, but we just can't afford. So yeah, when do you get to the point where you can't do any more streaming services? Yeah, I'm pretty much at that point. Well, I figure eventually the conglomerates, Disney will just buy everything, and we'll just have Disney Plus Plus Plus, or yeah. you know, and Disney owns enough. Yeah, I just found right, something I'm a little upset about with Disney though that, that might make me rethink my fandom of them is that. I guess if you're in another country, you've, they've already launched like the Disney adult version, you know, that's going to show the R-rated movies that they own, you know, from Fox and everything. And, yeah, they have that here. It's called Hulu. Well, right, but it, no, yeah, still not the, the the movies I want to see, you know, as far as like I don't know, like Fox, Hulu's 
doesn't do bad for movies sometimes, but they, they don't have the full library that I'm sure is floating out there in Disney World. No. Well, didn't I thought Disney was going to... It's supposed to get here eventually. It's just yeah, uh, it is. You can, you can use a VPN, I guess, to to do it now. All right, we ready to move on yeah. to the next part? Sorry. Part four: Change Machine. The team receives intel from Commissioner James Gordon. How many of you are there? Not enough. Dozens of witnesses all over Gotham. Description matches the suspect in the Metropolis abductions. Parademons. Okay. The demons must have caught the scent of a mother box. At the lab. They carried people away to find out what they know. So the eight may still be alive. Nine. The head of Star Labs was taken tonight. Wow, okay, so another scientist. So how do we find them? There must be a nest nearby. I plotted all the sightings of Metropolis, Gotham. No discernible pattern, I can see. The lines on the map don't converge. On land. These lead back to Strikers Island, between the two cities. These are air vents. They all lead down to the tunnels of Metropolis project that was abandoned in 29. The nest could be there. Uh, is he coming with us now? Because we're not all gonna fit in your car. I have something bigger. Do you really think that... Oh, wow, they just... They really just vanished. Huh? Oh. That's rude. Leading them uh, to Steppenwolf's army in an abandoned facility under Gotham Harbor. Although the group rescues the kidnapped employees, the facility is flooded during combat, which traps the team until Arthur helps delay the flood so they can escape. Stone retrieves the last mother box, which he had hidden for the group to analyze. Steppenwolf reports to decide that the anti-life equation is on Earth. Have you finished the conquest? Not yet, Deshaun. Then why do you summon me? I bring news. Before mighty Darkseid came to the throne, he searched the universe for the ultimate weapon. The anti-life equation. The key to controlling all life and all will throughout the multiverse. He found it hidden on a primitive planet, but before... The story he... of the Defiance is well known. I have found the primitive planet, the world that fought back. It is Earth. The anti-life equation is carved into the surface of this very world. Are you certain? I have seen it. I have looked with my own eyes on anti-life. Great one. 
lost world is Earth. Anti-life is here. If it is redemption you seek, find the third box, synchronize the unity, and when this world is scorched, I will come for my great prize. You will come to Earth. I have turned 100,000 worlds to dust, looking for anti-life, looking for those who robbed me of my glory. I will stride across their bones and bask in the glow of anti-life, and all of existence shall be mine. It shall be so, my master. Stone reveals that Silas used the Mother Box to rebuild his body after a car accident. He also reveals that the Mother Boxes are change machines. You talk to machines? I speak to intelligence. This one's saying she can't fly because of a software issue, but I could fix it with a little time. There's a dark spot in my data stream. I could feel the other two boxes. I know they're awake, but I can't see where they are. Well, we can't attack unless we know where the base is. Even if we knew, I've never seen a being as strong as Steppenwolf. Maybe one. Hmm. Superman. As long as the third box is asleep, they can't see it, only sense it. We need to keep moving so they can't catch up. No, that's just a strategy to lose more slowly, not to win. Remind me, are flamethrowers not a thing? Why don't we just destroy it? Fire doesn't destroy the boxes. They're an unknown form of matter. Oh, they love heat. They absorb it. Hold it in their cores. Oh, you know a lot about these boxes. Makes you think. Where'd you find the box, Victor? You know, you're trying to say something. Oh, I'm saying it. How do we know you're not working for them? It's a long story. You got somewhere else to be. The Nazis found the box at the end of the Second World War, buried under an Italian monastery. The Allies intercepted it on its way to Hitler. They brought it back to the States in 44. Unknown object, 61982. They collected dust in the Pentagon archives for 70 years, till DOD began to study the Superman ship. A researcher at Star Labs made a connection between the ship. 61982. He understood they were both alien technologies, different civilizations, similar properties. And though the box had slept for thousands of years, the researcher formulated a theory on how to awaken it. And so did. Then, I had an accident that should have killed me. But in an act of desperation or madness, the researcher harnessed the power of the mother box. He unleashed an alien technology he didn't fully understand. 
saved your life with one of these things? Aren't they psycho murder machines? They're change machines. The boxes don't think in terms of healing or killing. Alive or dead. They rearrange matter at the will of their masters. Regenerate. Reinstate. Reinstate? A box has the power to reinstate anterior particle relationships. So you mean in the way that particles of matter can't be created or destroyed, their relations just transform? Burn down a house, the particles still exist. Particles of house become particles of smoke. Anybody with a match can turn a house to smoke. Put them on the box. Turn smoke back into a house. I know we're all thinking the same thing right now. Who's gonna say it? I'm not gonna say it. Posing as Martha Kent, the Martian Manhunter who has been living disguised as Secretary of Defense Calvin Swanwick, gives Lois a pep talk to get her back into the world. I went to the Daily Planet to finally pick up Clark's things. I don't know why. Nowhere to put them now. I lost the farm. I'd been behind on the payments for a while. Truth is, the house is too big for me to live in by myself anyway. Well, you know you're welcome to stay here anytime for as long as you need. Thank you, Lois. That's very kind. But I found a little place that suits me just fine, right by the diner. I'm not here for help. I'm here because when I saw Mr. Perry, he told me that you haven't been to work since Clark died? I can't. The whole world is mourning. Grieving over a symbol. Everywhere I go, everywhere I look, I see that S. I hear what people say. They talk like they knew him. But they didn't know Clark. And I can't stop him and look at him and tell him how proud I am of my son. You're the only one who knows, who feels what I do. Burdened by a secret on top of grief. I came all this way because I wanted, because I wanted to see you, tell you, I understand. I will never love anybody the way that I love your son. And I just miss him. I miss him so much. 
so do I, sweetheart. Martha, you know, if there's anything you need, I'm here. There is something you can do for me, honey. Come back to the living. to see John John's uh, hanging out but not really sure the point in it other than I have John John I, I have a huge problem with that scene well he could have helped out in the well aside from that <laughs> well let's get to that let's get to that later yeah. that could have been a great scene with Martha and Lois yeah I agree it was, and it was until he ruined it by making it the Martian Manhunter it's hell of a lot better than the one they had in Justice League I mean a lot yeah better. Uh, it's like but for it to not be, yeah. Why wouldn't Martha go do that? Or why would you know? I could? You could definitely believe Martha had to go to the planet to get Clark stuff at some point. Yeah, it's completely unclear how much time has passed since BVS, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. I mean, Lois can't stay out of work indefinitely. Well, I guess the, with the implication that Lois might be pregnant, I guess that it couldn't have been that long. I don't know. Yeah, what's the Kryptonian so. life cycle like? Anybody know? <laughs> Well, it's a month or two before you know. Yeah. You know. So it could be a month or two, maybe. Six months after that, but, the baby's kicking its way out of your your womb because it's a super baby. <laughs> it'll come out of it come out of her chest like uh like the alien. Maybe that's what killed her at the end. But yes, uh I hated that it was the Martian Manhunter posing as Yeah. That would have been a great scene for Martha and Lois. Yeah, totally. And just save him to the end. He doesn't do anything anyway. So just yeah, save him. By showing him there, you you have some kind of expectation that he's going to show up. Right. During the battle. Well, yeah. He doesn't. One would think. And then uh, just, you know, I don't know why. Because I had a problem later until you just said it a little while ago about, you know, what, well, why, you know, kind of. I also thought a bad choice was taking the whole equation of Batman having. Bat, or Lois being the big guns that that Batman, which was a little cheesy, but I, it made more sense to me than her just conveniently showing up on the day they resurrect Superman. Well, yes, but the the movie did show at the beginning. Yeah, I, I missed that. that. She, that she pretty much went there every day. Right. Yeah, I missed that until you you pointed it out earlier. So that you know. I mean, so it did establish in part one that she was there pretty much every day, giving uh, Jer- Officer Jerry Schuster. So kind it's of coffee. tight time window though that you managed to show up right at the right time, but I, I, I nitpick. But fiction is built on coincidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it, well, let's, let's point out that the cop is played by Mark McClure, Jimmy Olsen from the Reeve movies. I didn't even notice that. Wow. Okay, I didn't even notice that. And McClure was was in the Whedon version as well. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. He was the he was the prison. He was at the prison. 
Okay, yeah. When Barry was uh, visiting his dad who had him sign the register? Yeah. yeah. He was the cop when uh, Barry drew on the guy's uh, face. Ah, okay. Jeez, how did I miss it? I feel bad. I missed that completely. I, I'll be I'll be honest. I missed it. Until... Well, he was, he was, he's aged since then. <laughs> I'm sure. But hearing Mark McClure call her Miss Lane, yeah. the, the, the voice doesn't... Uh, the the voice gave it away. Yeah, no. Wow, I can't believe I missed that. So at first I was thinking, well, you know what? Maybe it would have been cool if the guy's name was Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. But then I saw in his name tag his last name was Schuster. Ah, ah, clever. So his name was Jerry Schuster, yeah. which is <laughs> a nod to Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Yeah. So. So this is uh this is the episode that, that they finally get the light bulb over their head that they can bring back soup. So. Well, the mother box tells them. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking. Oh, maybe we have some. Some. Maybe we need someone else. And then, like the hologram of Superman just explodes out of the uh, yeah. mother box in his red and blue suit. Oh, you wore that in this movie once. In the hologram, he did. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so the the mother box knows knows what suit he's supposed to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's supposed to wear. He doesn't. But at least uh, the mother box did. Now, one thing I would have liked that the Whedon version did. I would have liked. I did like Arthur's. Uh, in the Whedon version, Arthur's uh, misgivings yeah. about bringing Superman back to life, you know, which was kind of largely kind of ignored here. And one thing I did like, maybe Whedon overdid it a little bit, but I did like we, I, I did like that Whedon had the Flash kind of nervous about going in, into battle. Yeah. And I, I mean, if that's your first time and you're seeing this shit, yeah, yeah I'd be kind of scared too. And I did like Batman save one speech. Yeah, that was that's the worst cut for me for this one. I thought that was probably one of the better character scenes, you know, and just... You save one, and then you'll know what to do. That's the only reason you want a 50-year-old Batman in your movie, is he's got to be the mentor. you got to show that. Right. You know, um, he's got to take the new kid under his wing, and, you know, so you just save one person, and that'll feel really freaking good, and then you'll want to save more. And, right. Yeah. And then <laughs> the character stuff is just gone. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say for the better in some cases, as there's far less Aqua Bro. Yeah, that was a plus too. Um, there's some, but less. There are a couple of nice little, just like I think uh, Flash and Arthur had a little conversation I liked better that I don't think was in the Whedon part. I don't remember it exactly, but they had a couple moments together I thought were good. Yeah, uh, I don't remember which I don't remember which, which part that this is in. There was this one where uh, where where Barry says to Arthur. I didn't know you cared. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, oh, I never said that I didn't. Yeah. I, I also liked, and this is in the next part when they're, when, uh, Victor and Barry are doing all the work, digging up Superman and, uh, Diana and Arthur are standing there watching. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, where they, uh, have the similar phrase and they're finding some common ground between Atlanteans and Amazon. Yeah. That was cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought they cut out, I mean, I thought they cut out some of the better Batman Wonder Woman character stuff like wasn't the scene completely gone where they she cut like, out all of it almost yeah i mean it wasn't the scene gone when she walks in and he's like got his shirt off and all bruised and all which you should show and that was Batman. in a different location that we didn't even see in this movie yeah oh that's right yeah so yeah i don't know weird choices but not so that, I, i'm pretty sure that was all that was all weed and stuff yeah i guess Still, and I, we've I already uh, discussed the uh the anti-life equation and this is the part where dark side realizes that the uh Anti-life equations on Earth. Yeah, that's that's when Steppenwolf should have rolled his eyes and like dumbass, just like. <laughs> I would also kind of love to know what Steppenwolf did. 
Yeah. I mean, Why has he fallen so out of favor? Well, didn't he say something like he didn't make his world-conquering quota or something? And Darkseid says, you owe me 50,000 worlds. And, you know, he didn't get all that. So I guess pretty strict regulations on minions and Apocalypse, I guess. Well, I also think uh, Apocalypse is a little bit Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, so, it kind of always has been in the comics I, anyway. I'm, I'm wondering if uh, maybe uh, he betrayed Darkseid in some fashion. And yeah. This is his penance. Yeah. Right. Again, people. Again, Zach. A little note, you know. Well, maybe we should have let someone make a new Gods movie before we even go the Darkseid route. But Well, that's not happening either. No. <laughs> Really well, isn't she doing something else? Isn't she have some kind of TV show that she's doing that she's working on? I'm not sure. Ava DuVernay. I think she's working on something. I was looking forward to that, but I, I can see why they because it's kind of the Eternals is going to be a lot like that, and so Marvel's going to kind of beat them to that kind of cosmic-y new god stuff. So it, it doesn't surprise me they ended it. But. Yeah, except the DC one is better. Probably, yeah, I, I, I wanted to see new god. I mean, done. By somebody other than Zack Snyder, but whatever. Well, you, you know, but, but what, it's one of those things that what would that movie be? I would want to see The Pact. I would want to see Darkseid and Highfather treating their sons. Yeah, I mean. And having Orion and Scott Free and yeah, all that stuff. I think that was the plan for, for her movie. It was definitely Scott Free was going to be in it and, and, and the you know the main, main panthen on there or whatever. Granny Goodness, who's the only human-looking person on Apocalypse, apparently. And we did see her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, briefly. I'm sure who played her. It almost looked like Glenn Close or something, but... All right, so... I don't have anything else on Part 4, do you? No, that wasn't the, the resurrected Superman battle yet, though, was it? Nope, that's in Part 5. Okay. No big fight at the end of this one. This one had the big fight at the beginning. All right, here we go. Part 5, All the King's Horses. Ah. And All the King's Men. So I, would, I didn't really take note of the, the titles very much. No, I, wrote, I wrote them all down. Yeah, that's not a good one. <laughs> I guess it makes yeah. sense. But. Well, they're putting, I guess the, that makes Superman Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, well, it's other than Anne, never mind. All right, so Barry and Victor exhume Superman's body while Arthur and Diana stand and watch. And the group places it in the amniotic fluid of the Genesis chamber in a Kryptonian scout ship kept in Star Labs. After Barry activates the mother box and an Amnesiac Superman is resurrected, and while confused, he attacks the group after Stone accidentally launches an attack at him. Lois Lane, who has been regularly visiting Superman's memorial, arrives in time to calm Superman down. Together, they leave for his family home in Smallville, where he regains his memories and reunites with his mother, Martha. Steppenwolf attacks Star Labs and retrieves the last mother box, though Silas manages to supercharge the box with laser heat at the cost of his own life, allowing Victor to deduce the location by tracing the residual heat. One thing I want to say... I do like that they actually tried to stop him from uh, taking the third mother box, mm-hmm. as opposed to the as opposed to Whedon cover. He just took it while their back was turned. Right. Yeah. Just left it laying on the top of a police car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looked like the the Superman fight was pretty much about the same. Yeah, that was pretty much most. You could tell you you could tell uh, that it was mostly Snyder. Yeah. Because the just by looking at Cavill's face. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, uh, and anytime uh, Henry Cavill has his shirt off, yeah, it know. tends to be a Zack Snyder scene. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that pretty much played exactly uh, the way it did no, in the, the Snyder, in the Snyder film, stuff, in the yeah. Whedon version. Yeah. Although we got a, a lot 
in the ship before he they woke him up with uh, apparently Barry uh, Barry's speed caused some time uh, issues. Yeah. And yeah, that was weird, but kind of the past is now intruded on the future or something like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the 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 future has taken root in the present. I didn't yeah. understand what that meant. Yeah, but uh, okay. Uh, and again, does that mean so? Which future? The one Victor saw, or uh, yeah, yeah, we've been having. Uh, have we had any of the the flash forwards yet? No. Yeah, we we get the, we get the the big flash flow forward in the in the epilogue. Yeah. But I think this is the one where we see Superman holding uh, Lois wearing the black suit and uh, Darkseid uh, being very consoling. Yeah, uh, that was nice. I always wanted to see uh, Lois Lane's smoking skeleton corpse. That was fun, Zach. Thank you. From, from what I hear, that's the stuff of uh, Zack Snyder's wet dreams. Probably, yeah. Well, He wants soups all for himself, even though he hates them. It's a self-loathing thing. Look it up. Psychology 101, guys. Um, yeah, but... Uh, so and I'm drawing a blank. What happened after that? Oh, Soups flies off, as you said. So we see, get, he flies off, and that's uh, the pretty much unchanged scene. Smallville, too. Yeah, really. except for the, except they cut out the line where Superman says, "Being coming back from the dead is like it was itchy." Oh yeah, yeah. that was always kind of a clunky line. Yeah, that, the necessary Joss. Yeah. Yeah. He writes some good people stuff, but he he goes overboard and gets annoyed. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> He writes better human conversation than Zach does, though. I got well, Zach doesn't. No, well, Chris Terrio is no freaking genius either. Yeah, he writes one movie that wins an Academy Award. Yeah, and everyone thinks he's yeah. yeah but no. you know what? Not everybody is good at everything. No, I mean just because you're good Argo's at a movie like Argo, than writing for superheroes, doesn't yeah. mean you're good at this. Yeah. You would think writing Argo would make you better at writing superheroes, like, in a human kind of way, but that he just, they seem more detached and, like, cliche than ever. You know, I don't know. What else? So we had the soups fight. We had the soups fight. Going to Smallville, we had the fight. They actually fought for the third mother box this time. And no one bothered to ask why Clark didn't bequeath his uh, life insurance policy from the planet to his mother or his, his wife to... Help with the farm costs. I don't yeah. know what happened there, but you know, no journalists don't get paid a lot. Yeah, they don't get paid that much. <laughs> no, but Clark was sending half of his paycheck home every week to and his silver-haired mother. No, oh, that's right. <laughs> she was uh, like, why she lived on the farm for that long after Jonathan dies is an open question, anyway. Right. Yeah. She's not doing the farming. Well, she had hands. I'm sure she had hired yeah. hands. So, uh, Zack Snyder, uh, whacked up someone else's dad now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what his patterns too. But yeah. at least, uh, at least this one actually accomplished something. I, I guess so. Is there any reason like Victor couldn't have zapped that himself or. Aside from the fact that his father thought of it before he did. Yeah. I mean, couldn't his father just kind of been like, Hey, Victor, you should zap this with your laser and maybe it'll do something for you. I don't know. I would, have, I would have found a way to save Dad. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> said he's heroic Dad sacrifices is a Snyder thing. So yeah, at least he didn't get swept up in a tornado though. No, and Man, I did like the moment where uh, <laughs> where where his mom shows up. Yeah, yeah, it was you know tugging on the heartstrings. Yeah, got it. It's it's it must have been an uncomfortable necessary addition for Zach to. You show a man and his mother showing affection to each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, 
I know he doesn't understand those emotions. <laughs> One thing I do like, I like I like uh, Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Yeah, I thought he, he really shined in this even more than... I saw one video that was critiquing this pretty hard, and they're like, you know what? But Jeremy Irons rocks it. He's like the only person that like sounds like a human in this. Actually, it might have been Honeywell's commentary. He's the only one that sounds like a real person in this, or talks like real people do. And it's it's kind of true. And I don't know, maybe it was just the accent, but well, no. Because... It also helps that I'm a big fan of Snarky Alfred. Yeah, yeah, I think it works. I, I, I love like Michael Caines and yeah, snarky, snarky. You gotta have snarky Alfred, I think. I think. It, I mean, I think for me, it starts. It starts with the animated series. Yeah. See, I, I'm not. I didn't watch a lot of that, and I need to. And now it's on HBO Max, mm-hmm. so I need to start. But uh-oh. I mean, even the. Uh, but you know, he doesn't take Bruce's crap. Yeah, why should he? He's had to do his laundry for like thirty years. You know, it's like. Screw you, dude, you know. One, Bruce has probably paid him enough over the years that if he ever wanted to walk, he probably could pretty comfortably. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, why, he doesn't need to take his crap. He's really <laughs> the only the only one who voiced any objection to waking up Superman. Yeah, yeah. With the uh, whole yeah, b- bull yeah, in the red cape thing. definitely more of it in the, in the Whedon thing. I mean, uh, which there should have been. There, there should have been a few more, you know, Last minute, are we sure we want to do this? You know, this time. But. The only one there is right at the last minute is when Arthur says, "This is crazy." Yeah. But he he'd really voiced no objection before. Right. Other than yeah. his life is either one to zero thing. He, that was the only thing. Yeah. In the Whedon version, he gives this whole speech about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how was... you don't you don't come back from something like that. Yeah. You know, not not even. Or you're gonna man. come back wrong, yeah. Pet cemetery wrong, right? Which he kind of does. <laughs> but, and I kind of uh, wonder if, even though he remembers who he is, that he's not quite right. Yeah. There's a. We'll get to that in part six, but there's definitely a moment in the final battle where you look at him and you're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that he's wearing a black a black suit. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the only other person that says anything is Flash right at the when they're figuring it out. It's like I know, you know everyone's thinking the same thing, but I ain't gonna say it, you know. Yeah. That's like yeah. All right. So should we move on to part six? Sure. It's, Something darker. Let's, let's get to the <laughs> the meat of it. Without Superman, the five heroes travel to where Steppenwolf aims to unite the mother boxes. The team fights their way through parademons to reach the mother box, but cannot distract Steppenwolf enough for Stone to separate the mother boxes. Superman arrives and overpowers Steppenwolf, but the boxes merge to form the Unity, causing a massive explosion. Alan enters the, fe- the, st- the Speed Force and reverses time, allowing Superman and Stone to separate the boxes. The heroes then kill Steppenwolf and toss his body into the portal to Apocalypse, which closes. Darkseid assures his servant Desaad that he will return to Earth to complete his quest for the Anti-Life Equation. After the battle, Bruce, Diana, and Alfred agree to set up a base of operations at the former Wayne Manor. With room for more members. Wait, wasn't that the the original Justice League ending? Yeah. No. That was yeah. The last yeah, I they, believe the last shot of the of the Whedon version was was it a Superman flying off? Oh, he didn't. How did you say Steppenwolf? He got his head cut off in this one, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. He uh, <laughs> he got. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. All right. So. Oh, we're not there yet. I don't know how much there is to say about certain things. I mean, it's basically a big fight. The fight's different. Batman gets to play with his new toy. I liked it. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I liked it, but the, a noticeable difference was uh, like Batman screaming through the the Batmobile 
you know, and it was like the whole team, they ended up putting, helping him out instead of just Aquaman. So that was a little better. Yeah. You know, or at least, you know, showed team spirit, I guess. Um, you could kind of tell it was, that was definitely, you know, that was redone footage, I think. I don't think it was Zach's original intention to have all the heroes in, like, and he literally, which is kind of funny, considering it's not the Whedon Cup, but he literally did the splash page shot from Age of Ultron. Do you remember that? Where they basically, all the heroes are jumping at the enemies and they freeze frame it and oh, do yeah. a super slow-mo shot. And it, it's, like, right out of Age of Ultron. So I, if that was, like, his little F you to, to Joss, then, you know, props to him, because that was just kind of so blatant it had to be intentional (laughs) um all right things i don't uh, understand why does lost need to point out that superman smelled good you know he's been in a box for how many months he should be musty yeah he just just took a super shower before he got there he flew through a a bush of flowers or near it or he says kryptonian pheromones i mean that's why you know, I mean, come on. Lois fell in love with him from, like, the first time she saw him. That doesn't really happen. He has super pheromones or something. So, so you know <laughs> what happens when, when, when Clark goes to Smallville, right? It's time for red checkered flannel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, that's a scary thought. I don't, <laughs> don't give Zach any ideas. I don't want to see Henry Cavill in red checkered flannel. You already saw it. Well, was, was that in the other? Was what that was B versus S? When, when, he, when he finally put the shirt on. Oh, that's okay. I thought you were talking like pajamas. You give them the red checkered flannel. Okay, gotcha. But no shoes. <laughs> well, you know. Maybe you should have left some shoes. Where we were going, we don't need shoes. I guess not. And uh, he's still kind of foggy, I think. Like, he doesn't understand. I don't know if he doesn't. If this version of him doesn't understand foreclosure or if he doesn't understand how his mother lost the farm or. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they should have. This needed more time. Right. I mean, for all the time he spent on slow-mo and emo pop songs, they needed to... Well, we know Zack just hates Superman. This is more evidence of it, because he, he literally needed to do more with Superman. Because they wake him up, he fly, I mean, they wake him up and he flies off in the original, too. Right. But he comes back and does more and talks to people. And this, he just kind of comes back, kicks some ass for a little bit, separates some other boxes, and we're done, you know? And then he, and we go into hell with the Joker or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I just, I just more evidence that kind of like, why did did Zach take these projects literally just to destroy Superman? Because it just really feels like he hates Superman. At least he doesn't get him. He doesn't get it. No. But the problem but is, even, he goes from very foggy. So all of a sudden, realizing that, remembering his mother, and now then all of a sudden he needs to remember why he uh, came back, why they brought him back. So it just, the snap back to who he is just seemed very quick. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of quick in the other one, too, but I mean, at least he just, at least he came back as Superman. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Here's where I'm, here's where I'm going to bitch. He, <laughs> the suit. The yeah. suit. He walks Not- through the ship. All the Kryptonian suits come out and show themselves to him. It's literally like a, it might as well have been a giant middle finger. I it, think. it feels like one. He, he looks at. <laughs> it really does. 
No, you know, you know what would have been a giant middle finger if the <laughs> shit produced the suit with trunks. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But you know, it shows the, the 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 true colors. He looks at it and then walks right by it. But Mike, you don't get it. You're not smart enough to get it in the comics and issue four thousand three hundred and sixty eight in the year nineteen seventy two. Superman had to wear a black suit because it absorbs the sunlight better and it makes him stronger quicker. Those so people, he needed that because he was dead for a year. To those people, I, I say, know. fuck you. I literally read something oh, about I that. Oh, so that, that's, that's why we were supposed to know that. Yeah. <laughs> However, he doesn't need to recharge. The minute he no. wakes up, he kicks the shit out of the Justice League practically exactly. fucking naked. Exactly. He doesn't need to recharge. Just how hard is it to just understand that a lot of us just want to see the freaking red and blue suit. I just don't get it. Everybody had a Why do you? everybody had a hard on for the black suit because it appeared in the comics, and even the comics did a shit job of explaining the black suit. The red, blue, and yellow appears in the comics a lot. <laughs> so, what the, where's all the love for that? I mean, he, he comes just... out of out of the big bubble in the in the black suit, and uh, the comics never explicitly state that it's a. Uh, Regeneration gear until later. I don't think I made yeah, that connection yeah. until I read the uh, Roger Stern novel, Death and Life yeah. of Superman, where it spelled that out. Yeah. But, and yes, yeah. How the hell would you know? I mean, are you going to sit there in the middle of the movie theater or your living room or whatever and be like, hmm, I'll bet he wears the black because it absorbs sunlight? Who's going to do that other than us super nerds? Uh, and he does and fly up do in front of the sun, too, so that gives them. Oh, yeah. Well, we had to have. Well, we had to have come to Jesus. Freaking moment. Jesus picture, didn't we? <laughs> Oh, so I can't tolerate it. It's like Batman origin stories. I just really can't take another Superman Jesus shot, guys. Whoever handles them next, I just can't. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> you want my money? Just don't. <laughs> so we get it before before they leave. Although, uh, Bruce is putting actually, his face. I in- don't get it because he's more Moses than he is Jesus. But we'll save that. Yeah, for another we can blame the. Dick Donner for the Jesus stuff. That's where it started. As much as I love that movie, Superman 78, that's where it started. You don't have to double down on it every movie after that. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. So he first he goes yeah. to visit Alfred in a scene that I don't think does anything. No. Yeah. But, I, I, but I guess Alfred like just told them where... Yeah, that must be it, because he's not... Told them where they were. He can't look at the planet and see. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I did find weird, though? Seven Wolf's axe generates the yellow lightning, which mm-hmm. from seven seasons on the CW, I'm so used to associating with the Flash. Oh, yeah. So. By the way, they went with blue for Ezra Miller's Flash because you want to acknowledge that there's a better Flash already on TV. <laughs> Should have just given Grant Gustin the job. But, I'm sure Grant Gustin didn't have time, wouldn't have had time to do the job. <laughs> and then Superman makes his entrance, which... I, I think I like this better other than uh, shoehorning uh, some one-liners in. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, um, I kind of like the thing with him at uh, and Victor at the end in the Whedon cut where they're just laughing about how much they hurt. Yeah. And, you know, I wish I was dead again or and something. And Wonder Woman. I was, you know, and Wonder Woman that I that's a children. harmless little good moment that you could have kept and it's not going to hurt anyone's feelings, Joss Whedon. Or maybe they had to pay Joss Whedon 100 bucks if they used right. it or something. Yeah, that's so. po- that's possible to use any anything with yeah. a shot. You have to pay him. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? But yeah, I was I kind mean, of surprised to see the axe not affect him at all. I was like, oh, okay. It was pretty cool to see uh, him I guess, freeze the axe and then punch it. 
Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was sweet because we didn't really get to see. He didn't really do freeze breath in the in the last one, did he? Well, no, he, he did. He did or... freeze the axe in the Whedon version, and then Wonder Woman uh, oh, did hacked he? the sword. Oh, <clears throat> the the shot that saw Wonder Woman uh, cut off a uh, Steppenwolf's head is the shot mm-hmm. that she cut the axe with in uh, the Whedon version. Ah, okay. So I knew there'd be some digital painting yeah. going on, uh, like especially with the one shot of like the Age of Heroes montage. I think that. There was Steppenwolf in the weird yeah, well, yeah, version. It was. They just, Not, they just, they, they just painted they cut that out dark side over. And <laughs> yeah. I have to ask Joss Whedon one thing. Why? Well, I think the plan at that point was they were thinking of doing two movies. I mean, I think they were going to like introduce everything with Steppenwolf and then just, you know. You could still introduce, you still could have introduced Darkseid as the big bad on the horizon, which yeah, is what yeah. version does. Uh, yeah. It doesn't have to be I mean, the nightmare he, version, but yeah, it can just be, yeah. okay, he's coming and. He comes eventually. He doesn't mean he has to come in twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's the one of the big problems with this too. Is like either it should just have started off with it just being Dark Sider, or, or waited. You know, made Justice League <clears throat> two and Man of Steel two and Batman three and whatever first. But see, see, no one wants what I want. <laughs> What's I, I want to see the Legion of Doom, and I want to see Brainiac and Luthor arguing over Robert's rules of order. <laughs> as they would in the Super Friends cartoon. I mean, that's why I don't know. I know we're not quite to the epilogue yet, but I mean, I, yeah, that was one of the that was one of the nice little teases that yeah it, that it cut out again. The Whedon's instead did, set up but, a Batman movie that's never going to happen. Yeah, there is one thing regarding Superman that I want to I want to point out. And most of what we see of Superman is uh, the same as in the Whedon version. Apparently, yeah. he was just able to make the suit black because Warner Bros. Yeah. wouldn't make him a black suit. So the suit was blackened in post. Yeah. And so a lot of that is in the Whedon, in both, same in the verse. <laughs> except there's one moment where he's really wailing on Steppenwolf. And yeah. Batman kind of gives this look down at him yeah. where, you know, I'm starting to wonder, is, I, uh, still, is something wrong with him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are all the thrusters not firing? Yeah, which, I mean, is, is leading directly into what Zach wanted right. to go with all this, I guess, but... Is he not completely? Is why. he not completely all right? And if he's not completely all right, is that why he chose the black suit? True, but but no one's gonna actually talk about that in the movie, so it's it just like kind of lost. You know, yeah. Well, I guess we're supposed to assume that from what comes next. I could have forgiven the black <laughs> suit if later on when he when he does the change, the, the yeah. regular suit was there. That's really at the end of the Rain of Superman too. comic. <laughs> his black suit is destroyed and he's restored in his norm- regular suit and flies off. You don't get yeah. that here. Because why would that give us a triumphant ending? Right. Yeah. No. no. The, only, the only time we get to see the suit us old schoolers love is uh, in a hologram and when he's evil. Thank you for that, Zach. I don't think Whedon's version synchronized the boxes either. I think they caught it just in time. Right, yeah. Because yeah, Barry didn't have to yeah. reverse time in... Uh, yeah, which I think is kind of which that, could be a set us up for the Flash movie because it talks a bit about his time travel ability here, which is going to play into the yeah. Flashpoint movie. Well, he's apparently a more adept Flash that he knows how to do this stuff. Yeah, in he's this a little one. more competent than he was yeah. in the yeah. version. Which you know makes sense if Batman was you know he I don't think he would have gone over after a complete novice. Um, so, I don't know. So what but, did you think of uh, the of how they resolved the situation? With Aquaman sticking uh, stuff off like a pig from behind and uh, 
a punch from Superman and a decapitation. Well, it's, you know, plays in with uh, <laughs> some of Zack Snyder's favorite themes. It's that's okay, for sure. Like, oh, we're go- we're doing this. He does love impaling people for some reason in his movies. Um, and yeah, a little, again, I, I don't quite get uh, Gal Gadot's complaint against Whedon that she, he wanted to make her more aggressive when, when they have her land in the killing blow at the end, you know? Yeah. I, see, I, I never read that complaint. I saw the complaint about not wanting to say his dialogue. Yeah, no, I, well, I mean, I get that too, but no, it should specifically said something like he he was making her more aggressive than the Patty Jenkins movie had made her, you know, or, or less of a pacifist or whatever. But I mean, that's, that's no big deal to me. I mean, you know, bummed if, if Superman kills somebody, but Diana's kind of always had not had a problem with that for quite a well, while. Yeah, <laughs> so. probably since, uh, well, I think that's more of a recent thing too. Probably since yeah. uh, Dan DiDio and DC Comics. Well, they retconned it a little bit with like New Frontier, and you know, I mean, I wasn't probably canon. That was that they was had still her, written like, uh, within the last twenty years. Yeah, oh, that's true too. Yeah, probably more aggressive since the uh, George Perez run in the eighties, in the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see where it's been. I mean, it's things like her and like you know Captain America. It's like these these heroes of you know they don't really kill much now or not. Well, they do in the Snyder cut, but um, you know, but they have gone to war and, and probably killed a whole crap load of people. <laughs> so, you know, it's not like it's unheard of, but it was still a little alarming. I mean, they could have just kind of gone with the, the trident through the heart thing and had it go that way. But, uh, but I'm a big and then, dark of I just stepped on his head. Yeah, I know that was... <laughs> As if there was any was doubt before. Funny. That was actually pretty funny, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Nothing subtle going on. I am a big proponent of decapitating the villain at the end, though. You know, make sure the job's done. But, yeah, let's do it. All right. My nightmare. Uh, All right, so, epilogue. A father twice over. As the team establishes, Diana receives another message from the Amazons. Barry acquires a job at Central City's police department, which impresses his father. Stone is inspired by a message from his father to use his abilities for good. Arthur bids farewell to... Tamir and his mentor Volko as he goes off to see his father and into his own movie. And Superman resumes his life as reporter Clark Kent, who was declared dead in a, in an article in the Daily Planet. So I'd love to see how he's pulling that off. Yeah, yeah. Lex Luthor, who escaped from Arkham <laughs> Asylum, is visited by Slade Wilson, to whom Luthor reveals Batman's secret identity. Ah, there he is. Welcome aboard. Care for a glass of goo de diamant. I was just celebrating God's return out of the ground and, and back up into the sky. I heard you were a few clowns short of a circus. <laughs> I was. Thank you. Until the good doctors at Arkham helped me find some much-needed clarity. Now, you volunteered to destroy the bat free of charge. Why the pro bono work? It's personal. Ah, let me guess. An eye for an eye. You said you had something I'd want. You better not be wasting my time. Ooh, and endure your wrath, Mr. Wilson. No, I wouldn't think of it. Uh, I have too much to live for, and more important things to do. But if you want the Batman, here is something that can help you. His name is Bruce Wayne. Hmm, on second thought. We do have something to celebrate. Good boy. And after having a dream involving 
Stone, Allen, Mara, Wilson, and the Joker, and an evil Superman in a post-apocalyptic world in which he wears his classic colors, by the way. You have no idea how I feel. But we have to stick to the plan to have any chance to make this right. Who have you ever loved? Contraire, my little fish stick. He knows exactly what it's like to lose someone he loves. You know, like a... a father. Like a mother. Be very careful with the next thing you say. Like an adopted son. Isn't that right? Batman. Maybe, in a way, that smelly old flounder is right. Because how many can die in your arms before you grow numb to death? That's not very careful. Now, how many dead eyes can you look into before you die inside yourself? It's a long time. But even I have a limit. And if you cross that line, I swear to God. Before what, Bruce? Kill me? You don't want to kill me. I'm your best friend. Besides, who's going to give you a reach around? Anyway, you need me. You need me to help you undo this world you created by letting her die. Poor Lois. How she suffered so! I often wonder, how many alternate timelines do you destroy the world? Because, frankly, you don't have the colonies to die yourself. So as usual, I'll be the bigger man. A truce, Bruce. <laughs> as long as you have this card, the truce. But all you have to do is tear it half, and I'm happy to discuss with you in any way like why you sent a boy wonder. <laughs> to do a man's job. You know, it's funny. He would talk about people who died in my arms. Because when I held Harley Quinn and she was bleeding and dying, she begged me with her last breath that when I killed you, and make no mistake, I will fucking kill you, that I do it slow. I'm gonna honor that promise.
Bruce receives a visit from Martian Manhunter. Can I help you? I'm sure you know Darkseid is not finished with Earth. The anti-life equation is here somewhere. We have to find it before he does. There's a war coming, and I'm here to help. I'm sorry, who are you again? I've gone by many names and taken many forms. And like you, I've realized I have a stake in this world, and it's time I started fighting for it. Oh. Well, we could definitely use the help. So, glad you're here. You know, I never thought I'd see the defenders of Earth united and fighting as one. It wouldn't have happened without you, Bruce. Your mother and father would be proud. I hope so. Well, I'll be in touch. Oh, and some have called me the Martian Manhunter. Who previously uh, visited me. Yeah, we got all that. And he offered Batman a reach around or something. I, mean, I don't know. My brain went blank when that happened, and I don't know exactly what he said, but it was horrible. <laughs> the Joker said something about Batman getting a reach uh, around. You know, <laughs> this became like Return of the King. You do, yeah, you, Zach. Like, yeah. <laughs> and apparently this was all shot recently. Because you, yeah, you know how you tell? That's the worst part of it. Look at Affleck. Yeah. Yeah, he's he looks, a lot skinnier, and he's not filling out that mask last anymore. Scene, like, and no, I think no. the the visit from the Martian Manhunter was filmed recently too. He's about fifteen pounds yeah, lighter. Exactly. So it's like <laughs> you can tell he's a lot skinnier. Yeah. But yeah, I have no use for that extra nightmare Joker scene. Basically, Snyder's uh, said, "Well, I I couldn't leave without doing a Batman and Joker scene." I mean, he kind of had one in Suicide Squad. He, he didn't, didn't, I guess. David but, Ayer did. You know, and no, I don't yeah. think... It was just on top, top of the car, the car there was, mostly. There was no Batman and Joker scene. They didn't really interact, except being yeah. in the same scene. Yeah. But, ugh, I, 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 I don't know what... Any of that. I mean, is that just like... Was that like his just little, all right, here's where I wanted this to go, and and now everyone's going to want to see this. I don't I don't want to see that. I don't either. I No, not for like ten more movies, at least. I mean, well, why do you want to see... Why? Does Zach want to see the bad guys lose all the time? Or the good guys lose all the time? And we're at a point now, you know what? When Batman v Superman came out, Injustice was already kind of on its way out. And now we're five yeah, years yeah. from that. So it's like, ugh, yeah, enough yeah, is enough. Yeah. I'm and tired you know, of Evil Superman. It was, I am too, man. It just, and especially Evil Superman that is more colorful yeah, than oh, Good oh, Superman. I was <laughs> when I saw that. I know, I, I know. I, I yelled out in the in the middle of my living room. I'm sure, but I, I just don't. And like the worst apocalypse survivors ever. What the Batman Deathstroke are the same person? They're gonna be useless against Superman. Are, are these people even gonna survive this? <laughs> <laughs> With the Joker's help, the Joker's gonna be the big linchpin of this. We gotta change the future. And thing? there's Mary. Yeah, I don't see that. There's no fucking water. How is she surviving? She has water-based yeah. powers. Uh, yeah. I, well, like putting a fish in the middle of Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah, I have absolutely, I really should have stopped at episode six. Because <laughs> I had kind of read some spoilers about 
the epilogue and that there was going to be, I didn't want to believe it, that he was going to do this post-apocalyptic just thing. Just on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, he must've shot either. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's pretty close to the, the dream sequences and stuff. So I got to hand him that for kind of keeping it consistent with the weird ass thing he did in B versus S with the flash. Um, so that kind of, you know, it's kind of cool that he tied off those loose ends sort of and left many others. But, yeah, I just, I just don't absolutely don't get his fandom and the desire to see the evil Superman trope. I mean, because it's been done and it you know where it can. There's only really the only way to do it is already been done with injustice. So go read the comic books or just. This is a problem. They should have just let Zack make these particular comic series. Like, okay, man, wait, we're going to do a few Batman and Superman movies. Then, like, five years from now, we're going to let you do a Dark Knight Returns. You're going to knock it out of the park because you'll just take every damn panel and film it verbatim because that's the the best thing you do. And then it's like, you want to do Injustice? Fine. Let's just let's get, the, like, the B versus S out of the way and maybe have a couple justice leagues and set that up and then you can destroy the justice league and go do your little mad max well, fantasy warner brothers um, has no vision man, they don't need to they just need to keep cash and checks that's it. and they've they've decided to set the bars like okay as long as we make any profit we're cool with it <laughs> we don't even care if it's a big profit anymore um which i guess is a good way to do business um but yeah, I just I don't I don't get I mean every movie in Hollywood is is made by a room full of probably cocaine-addled idiots, you know that that are just going by what they think is a good formula to make a movie. And you know you throw a dart at the board enough times, eventually you're going to hit that bullseye. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think they're moving in the right direction with they're just. I don't know. They shoot themselves in the foot with this whole, you know, adamantly not going to do. I guess they have to shut up the fandom now, which is their own damn yeah. fault for giving them this. You know, they they should have seen this escalating after they allowed this to happen. You can't give fans an inch and not have yeah, them on a mile. Eventually, the uh... um, I'm pretty guilty of that in most of the properties I watch right. too. You know, uh, but it's just I don't know I. I think they've got. I'm excited for some things that DC's going to do, but I, I have no desire to see any more Snyderverse I'm, stuff. Really, the Flash. I've seen. Maybe. I've seen what. I've seen Snyder. Seen Snyder talk about what what he had planned for parts four and five of his five part trilogy. Uh, somebody needs to explain to Zach. That's not how trilogies work. They have three yeah. parts, not five. <laughs> Let's tell that to Star Wars. Well, they um, have three trilogies. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I yeah, have no interest I, in. Why? What was it? Of, I mean, where does he the son of go? Superman becoming Batman? Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! No, just no. <laughs> I missed Ugh. that one. <laughs> I, you know, I saw the one that like that, what I that they what was it I read? And I hope to God it was wrong. But I guess after they they reset time after the Nightmare Verse, um, you know, and get back and and Batman figures out, oh my. We should probably protect Lois at all costs, or Superman's going to go batshit. And so he starts protecting Lois a little too much, or something, and and they have a thing. Well, I think that was what, that was supposed to be in probably... Justice League, and he never got okay. the film. So why? Thank God. Why would you? Why does that? T- show me that it probably is in a comic somewhere, isn't it? 
Because if I say it's that's not in the comics, some idiot's going to come out and be like, it's in well, this in, issue. In the, in, the, uh, in the first meeting in the animated series, uh, Bruce dated Lois. Yeah. Oh, really? The, I, the world's finest. In the Superman animated? Yeah, there the, was three episodes of the, of the uh, anime? Superman animated series called World's Finest. It was the first meeting between Batman oh. and Superman. Bruce comes to town, he dates Lois, and uh, she was actually going to leave for Gotham with him. Until oh, wow. plot, okay. and she doesn't. I sit corrected. Well, that was a really bad idea too. Even though it's a good series, but it was only, it was only get that far, and then, and then right. ended. Yeah. There was none of this. Well, they probably would have had yeah, Bat Baby. Well, yeah, what was supposed to happen? He, he sacrificed himself to save Lois, and the son of unpowered son of Superman and Lois was supposed to become the next Batman. Ah, okay. Just now, yeah. No, we shouldn't. No, that, that, that should not be allowed to happen. <laughs> no. And why are they insisting on ending the story? You do that, the story's over. You want to keep making these movies, don't you? These characters are supposed to be continuously in Act Two. I yeah, I I don't know. As I said, if they let Zack Snyder do any more stuff, they should make him do it just on HBO yeah, leave Max. Him, leave and him get episodic and just out of yeah, the way. You know, and like you go to your universe. That's cool. Do a six episode, uh, thing. but I I don't know. I don't know if they're going to keep ponying up the money for these big actors, though, for no, stuff like no, that. No, they're so, going mean, to pony up money for these actors. There, we still don't know what movie theater is going to be like. How do how right. movies how do I movies mean, make make money going forward? I mean, yeah, the vaccine and whatnot is coming out, but I'm not dying to go to a movie theater anytime soon. Nope, nope. I I purchased a, a fairly large TV lately, and I'm I'm good with yeah. that. If so. I sit close enough to my TV and it takes up the whole my whole field of vision. As far as DC, I mean, I, I read that some they're of the, doing like, some HBO Max, show, Max shows. Yeah, are they still doing like? I was excited to hear that they're going to do like a police procedural Green Lantern show. I think it was. You know, I don't know. Was, I don't know if it's police procedural, but they are planning a Green Lantern show. Right. I thought it was. They're planning a. Was they're, be like, they were planning a Gotham show. PD show. Sense. Based right, on the right. uh, yeah. the Batman. Like man. Oh, okay. Set, set in that world. Hmm. And oh, okay. John Cena's that, that Peacemaker show is, uh, yeah, is, is getting a sure, show. Sure, that's fun. Yeah, because if the world needs anything, it's more John Cena. Sure, I, I'm, I'm just his one joke in the in the Suicide Squad trailer sold me on it. <laughs> Star <laughs> sold me on. It. Yeah, with that too. Yeah, I could not believe that when I. And then someone pointed out that Stallone was King Shark, and I'm just like, oh, well, you already had my money, but now I might pay you twice. I don't know. Um, I don't know what to – I find this whole discussion about Snyderverse, friggin' – you know, even the Marvel MCU is is not airtight as far as their com- – But, yeah, but you know what? With Granted, it's on a smaller scale, but just by the fact that Ezra Miller – Appeared in the in the CW Crisis crossover. Yeah, it you was have, brilliant. Uh, you mean, have that established was... that with that, all of a sudden, everything counts. That's yeah. That's what I said on her post the other day or today. It's just like literally once you hit the multiverse, and this is going to be true for because I guess the new Spider-Man movie might be almost sounds like a remake of Into the Spider-Verse. You know, they might have like former yeah, Spideys come I, in. I, I heard some, I heard something about that which. I'm trying to get Haley to watch the Tobey Maguire movies. She's mm-hmm. she's still stuck, kind of stuck on Tom Holland. Yeah, because because we all screamed that it when Spider Man was rebooted for the third time, not to show his origin. <laughs> she yeah. doesn't understand Spider Man's origin. 
So I'm oh, trying to get. Man. I'm trying to be resistant to watching any Spider-Man movie. That, she thinks it's all Tony that, Stark. What was that? <laughs> she thinks it's all Tony Stark. Huh? Well, she doesn't get the part about about Uncle Ben and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I see. I'm not sure that's a great idea. I once you open up the, the double-edged sword thing, because once you open up the multiverse, you know, I get I, I laugh at you know the people that say restore the Snyderverse because as you just said, it's it's already there. As much of the Snyderverse as you want to exist still exists because they've just acknowledged it's all connected. But once you do that, you kind of lose. I don't know. You kind of lose control of the whole thing too, because I don't really want to see into the Spider Verse. In the I've watched that. I don't really want to see it in my yeah, Spider Man kinda... movie too. And I just I I if you're gonna do all the multiverse stuff, do it in the Doctor Strange. Well, they are. I guess they're tying much together, you know. And Wanda's gonna. That's that's where it gets problematic, as we said on the you see, poster earlier like today. Do it. Like, I let DC get away with it because the multiverse has always been a DC thing. Yeah. They've had a multiverse since the 50s. They only yeah. went to one Earth to, to copy Marvel. Yeah. And then Marvel then Marvel's started, the, you know, branching off a million. Well, Marvel used to keep it all on the what-if, right, you know, comic book. Uh, then they just started breaking reality left and right with people like the X-Men and such. And it just, yeah, it gets too unruly. I mean, yeah, is it great that we might get to see... In, I don't know, Spider-Man 2099 show up in the next Spider-Man movie? Yeah, but it kind of takes away from present-day Spider-Man's adventures, it, it in my opinion. And I don't want to see, like, ten different versions of the same character. I want to see ten different <laughs> characters. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of... I don't Yeah, I don't know. I can see the Doctor Strange thing, because they even were mentioning the multiverse in uh, the first Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, yeah and and Endgame, you know, the, the I mean, it's obviously like the they're going to say that that's where the the Marvel Universe branched off is is the whole Thanos. But I'm guessing they also have to find ways to recycle against. characters eventually. Eventually, Steve yeah, Rogers I has mean, to. You have to have Steve Rogers again, and he's not going to be Chris Evans. Yeah, I mean that's that's another advantage to multiverse storytelling, I guess. But you wonder if you know comic fans slurp that crap up because we're used to it. But I don't know if Joe. You know, movie going public is going to really latch on as like, why the hell are there four Spider-Man in this movie? You know, I mean, what the hell's a multiverse? Is like, why is there you know four different versions of the whole? Right, and again, we still is, don't know, you know what the movie going public is going to look like going forward. Right. Because yeah, I mean, at least for the rest of this year, Warner's is doing the same day time and release streaming in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Marvel quite a few. Fun, until the end of the year. Marvel yeah. finally gave up the ghost with uh, Black Widow. Yeah, except they're going to charge us like 30 bucks to watch it. I mean, is it I'm, yeah, I'm that's what they yeah. did with other, other stuff. I'm getting to the point, though. I'll get to the point Black Widow. The longer this went on, the kind of less interested I became in it. I know. And it's, yeah, and that, that really worked. I, I have a feeling they're not going to do all that great on that one. Well, how full is it going to be in July? Well, yeah, but I mean, if they do though, well, they make some pretty good cash if they're going to do thirty bucks yeah, a pop well, at home. That's how that's so, how they're going to make their money. Yeah, and that that's what's going to become the norm, and it works. I mean, it sucks that you're not going to get to see it on a bigger screen, but we go to the movies, me and my girlfriend. That's easily thirty bucks anyway. It's sixty dollars so. just for me and Haley to go. Right, and but, you know, I, can I mean, that's, take a piss that's, when I want and pause and, and eat stuff. Right, that's and the smoke thing, you know. Things, um, it's about twenty five bucks so, to get in, and then probably yeah. another twenty five bucks at the uh, concession stand. 
That's why I'm all on board for this streaming stuff, and I'm all on board for. I, I and I, I have a three-year-old that can't listen to too. our movie yet. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's a bonus too. Are you kids at home with right. kids at home? Um, but yeah, as we were saying, I mean, even ever since like the Netflix Daredevil show and everything, I've been like, every superhero thing needs to be like this. You know, <laughs> it needs to be not necessarily like Marvel, like the Netflix. Yeah, they're not necessarily hard, hard, hard or violent like that one. But no, but you I have mean, so much more real estate in story in storytelling in that format yeah. than you do in a two, and you two to, plus you hour have movie. To weigh the balance because Marvel flicks started out a little too ambitious in like thirteen episode seasons which is maybe too much for some of them, you know, and they finally got smart and like gave Punisher 10 episodes and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, there's just so much. Well, I think they're also still in a, in a position where Netflix wanted this many episodes, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, they, but, they but when Marvel goes to Disney plus, they can say, well, I'm sure Disney still says, well, okay, yeah. we want this many episodes. And yeah. But I mean, and you shouldn't be a slave to that. You shouldn't be like what you know. And no, the and, streaming and service clearly not. I mean, WandaVision was what nine? Falcon and Falcon and Winter Soldier at yeah. six. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm what Loki's going to be, but there. <laughs> and what if is not going to be a weekly thing, right? What if is going to be as they get them done, right? I'm really not sure. I I thought I just read an article that they. I think they're all done. I, I just read an article that said that Disney was thinking about dropping them all at once instead of doing it weekly, which I'd be fine with that. <laughs> some things I love to have bingeable and some things I don't, I will kind of like waiting a week for like kind of what like waiting a week for. Yeah. I do too, because it's nice to anticipate TV again. When, when you um, drop everything at once, it's just kind of, it's all there. It gets muddled. I watch yeah. too much at once, and then I just like forget the, the good details on some of them. So. Or I watch a couple get sidetracked and forget to go back yeah. to it. Yeah. Like, at least, you know, with the, with the uh, Disney Plus shows, and this one's the same thing for The Mandalorian. We do on Friday. Friday's the day. Yeah. And yeah. I, mean, I don't didn't I, always watch I, it on I Friday. Like I mean, Haley and I watched yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier today. But, you know, we, yeah. know, we know Friday, it's there. Yeah. And... I know it's there Friday at midnight, and I have to be a good boy and wait till my girlfriend gets home from work the next day to watch. <laughs> and I've been good. But, you know, other things that we knows. both like, we're not going to be able to watch Stranger Things together. Because I know yeah, right. that Haley, as soon as it hits, is going to watch that whole damn thing in a weekend. I don't have that yeah. I don't have that kind of time, you know. Yeah. She's going to have that watched the two days, in two days. I think this really is kind of the future, though, is like these shows. I mean, as you, you make it's just you have to really be careful. Like they Marvel was so ambitious with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at first. That was going to tie into everything. Yeah, and but then, gonna, they, then, then there was do a wink and a nod and Perlmutter rift. Yeah, yeah, that was part of it. But I mean, the other part is just the, the basic problem of it being unwieldy with movie schedules and touch and base with. You know, to keep a continuity in the comics is freaking hard enough, as as we all know. You know, both companies regularly destroy their own universes to try to start over again because right. <laughs> they've gotten just too out of hand. And uh, the same thing kind of happened with with Agents of Shield. Although when it counted, they were able to like tie into to certain Marvel they re- things. They that, referenced, that was they would really reference cool. kind of, as they went. But they did. They weren't slaves. Yeah, to it. which is fine because that's really all you need is just like a reminder that oh, so, oh yeah, this happened crossed over there and freaking 
Westchester County, there's some bald guy looking for right. new students. You know, whatever. <laughs> well, not yet, but soon. We haven't um, really been able to see much of what Marvel has planned post-Endgame. No, but like WandaVision is, is potentially setting up, you know, a lot of dominoes that are going to be worked out in Doctor Strange, and he's either going to have to do a little bit of a recap, or they're going to have to hope everyone watched WandaVision. And, 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 and you can't count on that. You ha- no, you ha- no, especially Dr. a weird Strange show like that. It has to give you everything you need. Yeah, I mean, because if you if last time you saw Wanda was, you know, kicking Thanos' ass in Endgame, and all of a sudden she's <laughs> evil witch with the Darkhold in her hands, you're going to be like, yeah, exactly. what? <laughs> so, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't think I got anything else except... Uh, yeah, I... It, it's kind of an unprecedented experience. I don't regret watching it. I don't it. either. Curiosity. I, I don't know if... Just like, this is the sad part about all of the things that Snyder has done you know, with the DC Universe. Is like, I can't definitively say that I like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I like just very small bits of it here and there, but that's There's not... There's enough that I like to keep me here, but then but, yeah, but that is just just leave you scratching said, your head, Watch it like too. a train wreck just to see how... You know, weirdly, he does something. It's sounding well said through his commentary. It's more just like a fascination now, and then an actual entertainment right. experience. And that's why am I wasting my time doing that? That's what I have to that's ask myself. Of course, I was going to watch <laughs> it because I was more curious than anything else. Not because I was yeah. greatly anticipating it. Yeah. Although sometimes you know, people do just kind of complain about things to complain about them. One guy in one Facebook group. That he didn't like dark, the way Darkseid looked. He thought he looked too gray and rocky. I'm like, have you seen have you seen a comic book? Yeah, that is exactly what Darkseid looks yeah, like. I don't know. That was a little wonky. I thought like, I mean, he was kind of like mostly. Sh- I remember him being like mostly shirtless in the comics. Was that a thing, or no, that's, was that that's just kind of the Zach thing? Okay, I figured. <laughs> uh, yeah, just just like Darkseid shows up effect, on the I... uh, on the on the Skype call and uh, Stephanie takes his armor off. Like what the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Well, we got right. naked aliens too. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, before we go, I want to yeah, complain like, about the Martian Manhunter. Oh yeah, the last, the last scene. Or, yeah. Um, I don't like it being uh, the colonel or or the secretary of state or whatever the hell he was. Yeah, well, I mean, again, it, it, well, again, it should have. He should be a detective. Well, not only that, he but it kind of begs the question: How long was he? This guy? Was yeah. he this guy a man of steel? Right. Because, you know, it can make him a little bit yeah, of a hypocrite. Like, oh, why now? <laughs> he was. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of, it kind of does the same thing that Marvel did when it, in Spider-Man, when it revealed that Nick Fury was a scroll in that movie. It begs the yeah. question, how long yeah. was he like that? Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of that. I'm you not know a what? big I'll fan of the upcoming answer. secret invasion either. Yeah. See, I can think of one place where you could have swapped him out. In the Winter Soldier when Fury, quote unquote, died. Oh. Oh, if maybe, you're gonna yeah. do a swap, that seems to be the place to do it. I expect uh, when they do the 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 secret invasion show, and I, I'm really probably I'm really kind of gonna hate this, but I, I gotta expect they'll be doing like a clip show thing. Like this is where this guy got, you know, like yeah. what you just said, you know. So we'll go back in little pieces of the movies with you know a scroll like peeping around the corner <laughs> in the scene or something. <laughs> like oh, this is where you know Hawkeye got nailed. Uh, so who knows? There you go. But uh, I'll probably watch it anyway, even though I'm preemptively hating it. <laughs> All right, I've got nothing else. 
We're over the two. We're over the now, two hour mark. Yeah, I just I I try never to have regrets in my life, so I'm not going to regret yeah. watching this twice now. It's not worth having a regret. Over. I don't see ever watching it again. It's just not going to be one of it's those things. If they make more Snyderverse stuff, quote unquote, everything is the Snyderverse now, and everything isn't the Snyderverse. You guys, you fans that are really uptight about this, just you know what? You, wrap you your head gave about him his that. Justice League movie. You let him finish yeah. it. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Let it. Let it. Especially let it go. Considering the reasons he left. I mean, yeah. Or as grateful so. as you can. Yeah. Well, see, I have a little less sympathy for Zach because of the way he ended it. If he just ended it before the Lord of the Rings friggin' epilogue, and that the Luther one was completely pointless in Especially that epilogue. Since that movie's never being made. Right. And it, I, that just feels like he was still, like, just out of spite, throwing little seeds out there for his fans, instead of just ending the frickin' trilogy. You know, they gave you this opportunity to kind of wrap up your story, and you still had to do this little, you know, what-if fuckery. Yeah. I, I just, that angers me, but... Yeah, good that he got to do it, if... As I said, do his fans. Everything is the Snyderverse if you want it to be. Just the pretend. They're movies. Pretend. <laughs> remember when we could all yeah, pretend? Remember that? <laughs> Before the, the internet telling us how we had to think and, about things? And remember when we didn't have to take all this crap this seriously? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I've been stuck in my house for the last 365 days. I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep over whether there's going to be a fucking Snyderverse. No, I'm not either. But... <laughs> For the, for those of you who have enjoyed it, I'm I'm happy yeah, for you. Good for you, man. You it is well it is, however, time to move on. Yes, I'm looking forward to to a lot of the stuff they have come. I I never thought I'd like when they said they were going to make a Black Adam movie. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> you know, they even like were saying that before they even had a Shazam movie all that's dialed the, in. That's because they had uh, the Rock. Yeah, well, yeah, God bless him, man. He's getting it to happen, and and it looks cool, man. We're gonna have a live action Hawkman. I'm like, Shh, you got me right there. So we're gonna have a live yeah, action JSA. I, I think really. So. I missed that one. Pierce Holy Brosnan crap. was cast okay, as Doctor that... Fate. Oh, that's right. I don't know if oh, we got. Yeah. I don't know if we're getting yeah, all of them, was... but we're, we're getting right. Doctor Fate. No, I thought it was that the. Yeah, you can't beat that. Oh, that's right. No, he's in Black Adam. In Black Adam. Yeah, so the... JSA is. In... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Doctor Fate. Why not? Um, I, I, I'm excited for the Pattison Batman. I think they've stuffed too many damn. You know, they've made it more like Arkham Asylum game than they have like Batman Year Two. It's like they're stuffing every villain. Yeah, I'm kind he of has in there. Wondering about that one. It's not how you start out things. <laughs> um, that doesn't bode well, really, in my opinion. But I'm excited to see what he does as an actor he made with it. Monkey movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and so I forget what else is like coming Shazam up. Sam 2 is coming out at some point. Things. Yeah, that's going to be a while, I guess. I had uh, indifferent. I mean, I the first one was kind of fun. I think I would have cast someone other than who they did. I don't know. He just didn't do it for me. Uh, I, I thought they maybe should have. I don't know. I have to watch it again, actually, to. Yeah, we've got the Suicide one. Squad movie coming out in a couple of months. I think that's August, right? That just phenomenal. Yeah, that just looks too good. I'm going to watch that a lot. <laughs> All right, here we go. I, I found their slate, upcoming slate. Yeah. August 6th, the Suicide Squad. That, that's going to be it for this year. Yeah. yeah. 
Then July 29th of next year is Black Adam. Mm-hmm. November 4th, uh, 2022 is The Flash. Aquaman 2 on December 16th of 2022. And then Shazam is in 2023 in June. When's the Batman? Batman's not on here. Huh. Um, could it, could it be because Batman's not DCEU? Oh, possibly, yeah. I think I think they just wrapped on it, though. I know that was shut down for a while because it, Batman got COVID. I, just, I guess he oh, made oh, it. The Batman is 2022 <laughs> as well. Yeah, okay, cool. March 4th. So a little All bit right. less than a year from now. Nice. All right, so you ready to get out of here? Yes, I am, definitely. But thank you for having me on, man. This has been cathartic and, and long. I apologize for the editing job man. you have to do. I apologize for this coming problem. out a month after. Uh, we were supposed to record this last week, but uh, my laptop yeah. didn't feel like it. Smoke pouring out of it. it, was, it was I ugly. had to do a full uh, reboot. took like yeah. two days. It was uh, to find a mother box and, and rejuvenate. Yeah, because apparently a mother box can uh, turn fire back into a house. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, all right, man. Thank, thank you. you. My thank next episode you. will maybe be that last uh, MCU episode that I've been meaning to do about Haley and I oh, watching uh, the phase three of the MCU. We finished. Nice. We finished watching it about three or four months ago. So I don't know if I remember it all. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got Tina covered on everything except Thor two, and yeah. So do that. Well, for all you listeners out there, you want to leave feedback? It's always welcome. Man of screen at gmail dot com. Want to join the conversation over the Facebook group, Man of Screen Podcast, your search feed, and the show should come up. You can also find the show on Twitter at Man of Screencast. Until next time, folks. We weren't impressed. See you later. show are those of Mike Zumo and his guests and no one else. All music and sound clips used on the show are for review purposes only and no copyright infringement is intended. All music and sound clips are copyright their original copyright owners. The Man of Screen is a member of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network and can be found at www.twotruefreaks.com. Emails of this show can be sent to manofscreen at gmail.com and you can also leave the show a review on iTunes. That will help others find the show. Thank you for listening to the Man of Screen Podcast.